0: The following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE Podcast. Tonight we bring to you Sports at Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing about sports for the duration of the show. If you guys haven't done so yet and you want to subscribe to the Missy AE Podcast, you can do so by, by going to blogtalkradio.com slash missyae, or you can subscribe at any of our major podcast networks like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Basically, if there's a major podcast network and you can search for podcasts, we're probably on there. Uh, We have a lot to get to. Uh, We are going to obviously take a look at the landscape of all major sports, including Major League Baseball, which is just beginning their spring training. I believe they're in the the opening days of it, if I recall correctly. Uh, We will take a look back at the Super Bowl, which just recently took place uh this past uh this past Sunday night where the Kansas City Chiefs became the first team since the New England Patriots to successfully defend their Super Bowl championship and much more uh we right now we have Lou and we have Diane on the line with us how are you doing tonight, Lou and diane oh great thanks Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, we got we got a lot to get to tonight, so I figure we might as well just start out with uh, with the Super Bowl
1: because
0: yes. Lou, I got to tell you, you know, there was a lot of a lot of hype about this year's about this year's game. Uh, yes. There was, you know, a, a, a matter of fact, I believe a lot of people considered it. Uh, they thought that we were going to see a high scoring game.
2: And
0: it didn't yeah. really look like that at all throughout most of the first half, with San Francisco uh, only uh, only having a seven point lead, ten to three at halftime. However, yeah. though they suffered, they suffered what I feel was the big turnaround for Kansas City, which was the loss of Dre Greenlaw to a freak injury. And for those who may not have watched the Super Bowl or may not remember what, uh, what exactly happened, Dre Greenlaw was running back out onto the field. I believe it was in the second quarter when yes. the San Francisco defense was about to go out. And he ended up, he ended up tripping and falling over in, in such a weird way. Uh, it turns out that he ended up tearing his Achilles on that one that one single sprint that he had made i i mean such a such a freak injury, and he had been holding Travis Kelsey in check for pretty much the majority of the game up to that point, and after that, Kelsey pretty much started taking off with uh with Kansas City abusing. Uh, yeah. his replacement and which i which i believe was Orrin burks if i recall correctly uh i believe it was Orrin burks who came in to out. replace uh, greenlaw uh, but we did have uh the, this uh, we did have a few firsts, uh or not a few firsts, but a few uh a few historical things take place first off this is the first super bowl to go into the new overtime rules for the for the playoffs, which each yes. team would get a possession uh, I- including if if one team had scored a touchdown, the other team would have the opportunity on the, on that first possession to match things up and score a touchdown as well, uh, right. obviously, we ended up not seeing that happen with Kansas City ultimately winning with a touchdown after San Francisco opened up uh the overtime period with a field goal. But I don't know about you and uh we have Alex uh being added onto the line here as well. Uh how you doing Alex?
2: Thanks Steve. Hey, what's up guys? What's up, bro? How you doing, Steve?
0: Hey. Uh not nothing much. Uh we're just uh we're just starting up our conversation about the uh about the Super Bowl and uh what yeah. i was what i was about to say is uh it it just it, re- it really seemed like uh, you know san francisco after after that dre greenlaw uh oh injury God. kansas yeah. city it, it, yeah. it, it almost seemed like you were watching a movie play over again like you knew exactly what was gonna happen yeah. and we, we, we know you knew trip. that Kansas you know the city trip. what yeah, you know yeah. you know the script, and you know that as soon as Greenlaw went down, that Kansas City would uh, eventually take over, which they did. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 34 of 46 for 333 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, he also had nine carries for 66 yards, and Isaiah Pacheco also had 18 carries for 59 yards for the Kansas
1: City Chiefs.
0: Uh, the 49ers, what can I say uh, offensively, they fell back into the into the, uh, the trance that doomed yeah. Baltimore in yeah. the AFC title game where they basically decided to abandon the run game in the second half after, after running it down Kansas City's throats all first half uh yeah. Christian McCaffrey ended up finishing with 22 carries and 80 yards and aside from him uh throughout uh, throughout four other guys there was a total of about nine carries between four other uh four other rushers and not you know not not to say that uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe some of the, maybe some of the yeah. play calls uh, on Shanahan's part were terrible. Uh, but let's, uh, let's start with you, Lou. Uh, where do you think things went wrong for the 49ers? I think I
3: think it was a green line when I really started to turn, uh, turn things around, I mean, and you can see his way. So, you know, cause in a game of this magnitude, one injury can change the whole outcome of the game. You know, in of, of course, you know, one of the confidence, and then that one injury, and, you know, it weren't the same since. They were lucky that it was going to get into overtime, which I thought it would. But, you know, key injuries, you know, they, they play a very important factor, especially <laughs> in championship games. And that's, and that's what happened. You know, they were lucky that they were lucky that spend the game out of it.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's true. And not, not just the injury, but I think what also loomed large was the extra point miss by Jake Moody, which ended up being blocked, uh, which ended up being blocked by Kansas City. Uh, I think that loomed large uh, significantly because Kansas City would have needed a touchdown. They would have needed a touchdown uh, towards the end of regulation in order to win. Uh, Because at that point, you know, there would have been no tying it with a field goal as uh, San Francisco would have been up by four. Uh, but uh, what about you, Diane? What do you feel is the uh, what, what? do you feel went wrong for uh, for San Francisco?
3: Nothing really. Um, just the
1: injury. Yeah, I, I
0: I guess you could say that the injury was was obviously maybe the big, uh, the big focal point. Of, of San Francisco because that really, if anything, that opened up, that started to open up Kansas City's offense uh, right as soon as Greenlaw suffered that injury. Uh, what, about, what about you, Alex? I mean, what, what did you think overall of uh, not just, you know, not just the injury but also it, it kind of seems like San Francisco
2: completely abandoned whatever game plan they had going in following it? Absol- absolutely, Steve. Great call as always. I mean, it's almost like watching the old Brady days where, hey, if, you, if they fumble or if they, if they miss a couple third downs and punts early on, you have to stack as many points as you can on that table because they're hitting 21s later in the day. And it's, it's almost like reminding of uh, the, the, the old Patriots or, you know, the Bulls or the Lakers' Kobe. Like, when you have yeah. them and they're struggling early on, the Niners should have jumped on them early you know, I think me, you, Diane, and uh, Lou, and uh, everyone and their brother probably saw the same thing about just the Niners sure. look like the better team for the first half, at least the Niners looked like they were in control and you have to get points on the board because, you know, Mahomes is going to wake up just like Brady used to do, just like Jordan and Kobe. Like you got to build a lead early because yeah. if you keep them hanging around, you're going to pay the price. You're going to lose at the end. I, I you know, I, I thought yeah. the Niners firmly were in control. For the first half. I mean, wake me up the next time you see the Chiefs, they, what, fumbled five times? Four times? I mean, yeah. they, the Niners, I, mean, I, wish, I wish the Chiefs pulled that crap in the uh, Super Bowl against the Eagles. I mean, the Niners, like, could not get out of their own way. They couldn't score points when they had the chance. And then Mahomes yeah, was Mahomes. To yeah. I mean, I thought the Niners had it. And then the Chiefs just. You know, if you keep them hanging around, they'll gladly take another ring.
0: And, you know, another thing that comes to mind, too, was off of the kickoff, what, what basically it – was, it was one of those freak incidents where the ball ended up going off of the leg of one of the other Terrible. 49er players. And, and he didn't it, even realize based it. it. Uh, yeah, and he yeah. didn't even realize it. Then his teammate tries to grab it. Uh, He ends up fumbling that, and then Kansas City immediately jumped all over it. I mean, it was just to me. I mean, obviously that's not that's not the real reason why they lost, but you know, it it just like big factor. It seemed like the the injury and that freak moment, because we know in in every Super Bowl there always seems to be one freak moment that always happens, like. Uh, yeah, for example, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. with the uh, with the helmet mm-hmm. catch. Uh, or no, not Odell. Who was who was it that had the helmet catch? Was it David Tyree?
2: I think D- David Tyree with, yeah. with Eli. Yep, David Tyree. Yep.
0: Yeah, David Tyree had the helmet catch. Julian Edelman uh, when he had the uh, the bobble catch in uh, in the Super Bowl against the against the Atlanta Falcons. Where he it looked like he had it, and then he literally he bobbled it right as he was down on the ground, and somehow somehow caught it again. Uh, Incredible! You know, it, it just seems it seems like every Super Bowl there's always one freak uh, one freak play yeah. that defines that Super Bowl. And yeah, I think it really plays I think into you, uh,
2: you know. I I was just going to say, I think, Steve, when it comes down to stuff like that, when something's so, like, momentum changing, when it comes down to one play, it always favors the team, you know, whether it's the Bulls or Lakers or, you know, you can look at any team in any sport. When they're used to winning it all, I just felt by the end of the third quarter, the Chiefs are going to win. Because when that free play happened, it's like, well, the Chiefs are comfortable. The Niners are like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. The Niners mentally, I think, defeated themselves. Right.
0: Now, by the way, I don't buy that bullshit explanation that they said of, oh, we didn't know the overtime rules. If you didn't oh. know the overtime <laughs> rules, that's on Shanahan. Oh. That's on Shanahan that to not have informed you guys, even though the referee himself informed you guys at the start of the yes. overtime what the rules were.
3: I even said it on my show.
0: And I'm quite so uh,
3: How do you not know? You were, it was explained to both teams. At the start of our time, we'll beat the coin. You how it works. And you think, like, uh, I don't get it. How dumb are you? Obviously different than I thought. You want to do that?
2: Guys, I think the real question was about the overtime rules was in preparation, you know, in practice. These guys are grueling behind the scenes getting ready in Vegas. I don't think they reviewed the overtime uh, the scenario. And Andy Reid and Mahomes, you know, they're doing their homework at night. They were prepared for it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I really think there was an edge there.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, and, and, and and another thing too that I that I that I forgot to mention was, you know, you had San Francisco had everything going their way in the first half to the point of where you had Andy Reid taking Travis Kelsey out of the game in yep. in clutch situations where Travis Travis Kelsey could have been a huge blocker. Uh, I think it was on the San Francisco touchdown that they had where he could have been a huge blocker to, or no, not the San Francisco touchdown. It was uh, Kansas City where, was it intercepted or did he, or did he fumble the it was ball? In the, it was in, or the, something, right it was in the second the quarter. The
2: uh, it was in the second quarter, Steve. Good call. It was in the second quarter and uh, it was near the end of the half. And, and Kansas City had what? You know, six points, three points on the board, and yeah. uh, Kelsey was absolutely livid. But yeah, it, I think I think they fumbled that that play. The blocker missed the block. His backup. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he literally started. He and and not just not just that, but the fact is that he literally started like started charging at Andy Reid. Ridiculous, for, and I'm. I mean, it, it went uh, that one instance went all over all over worldwide news, like Fox Sports, TMZ, uh, CNN, uh, Fox News. You know, there, a, a whole bunch of outlets were picking up that one that one uh, situation
2: that ended up taking place. Yeah, I mean that's another. And, I mean, the the Niners had the. <laughs> They had the moment. The, the Niners had the momentum. It was so obvious. It was just, uh, they just didn't capitalize. You can't settle for three when you're going to, you know, it's like, you know, you can't settle for small stuff when you're going against the Champs. The Chiefs yeah, have been really no, you... vulnerable. The, the Eagles should have had them. I, I can say every time that, that I've seen the homes in the Super Bowl, I'm not trying to laud and, and worship the Chiefs. I'm saying every time I've seen them, they've been beatable. Brady got them. Yeah. But you, you cannot squander opportunities. You can't fumble if you're Hurts, if you're Jalen Hurts. You cannot do what you did with your, if you're Shanahan. You know, they left a lot of points on the board. You go, like you said, Steve, you're going away from McCaffrey. McCaffrey's the best running back the last 10 years. Why are you not feeding him the ball religiously the whole game?
1: Yeah.
0: Want to be more
2: precise?
3: Yeah,
0: what are you doing when you're not doing it? What was it? What, what, I mean, what was
2: it? you, you have Christian McCaffrey. Feed him the ball. You have Christian McCaffrey,
0: right? But Lou, what, what did you say? You said some sort of percentage. No, I said like you
3: know, said, what did you do or what did you not do? So uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Because the thing is, they weren't—they really weren't using their head in the overtime. I mean, the four and hours that is, and you know, that's happening. Like, what were you? What were you thinking? Or were you not thinking at all?
2: Right, that was a whole totally different story. Uh, she hand saying, "Oh, we're preparing for the third possession." I mean, even the coach didn't realize what the stakes were or what the implications. How to actually play the overtime? I mean, come on, they were like handing it over to K C on a platter. They should have done their
3: homework. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I mean love him or hate him. I mean the Chiefs, Mahomes, and you know my favorite coach I ever, Reid. I love him from the days the Eagles. I mean they they do their homework, and yeah. they'll gladly take another ring. I thought the Niners should have had that ring, but the Chiefs got it.
3: Yeah, you think Reid is going to stay now? Because there were rumors about him leaving, and I think I retiring. So you think he's going to stay now?
2: Yeah, and he's back, and yeah, yeah. With the he's with back. the Kelsey's back, yeah. They're back for another one. They wanna they want a repeat. So I don't think they will. I definitely I mean the past 2 years I haven't thought they would. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know, Alex. I mean, you you take a look at what Kansas City had this year. Compared to all number their, one. Compared to their compared to their previous two Super Bowl wins, this may have been the weakest offensive unit that they've had.
2: Oh, they all they, they have money to they, yeah, they have money in their salary cap too. They can add a, uh, they can add two or three awesome free agents and be better next year. That's the scary part for the rest of the league.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I said this on Lou's show earlier. Uh, I find it hard to, yeah, I, I find it hard to to bet against Kansas City next year you know every uh, I, I know the i know the sports books are saying that San Francisco is going to open up as the as the title favorites, but it, yeah. it, it, you look at what Kansas City did this year with literally the, maybe the worst offense of each of their contending years yeah the Mahomes the era. years yeah uh, the yeah, worst I would say- offense i feel of the Mahomes era and yeah I agree. They still beat. They still beat one of the
2: best defensive teams in the Super Bowl. Right now, I will say they did have. They did have the best defense. Not that I mean. I'm not saying any of the. Uh, you know, they don't have the 85 Bears or, you know, they don't no. have the Ravens defense. But well, but their their Bears. their defense was, I'd say, like a B plus. Where you know, last year the Eagles scored what 40 points. So their defense is a lot better. But yeah, this is the worst. I, I don't want to say worst. You can't call anything Chiefs related worst, but. Keep, for for the Chiefs' style and, and their model of excellence, this is the least explosive offense they have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They didn't don't even have Kadarius. They they deactivated Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're throwing a you're throwing a Martavius Gantling, who's dropped three or four big balls during the year, and they really had slim pickings at wide receiver. So but they're so going to upgrade well, the receivers. They're going well, to add receivers. Be
0: fair, though, to be fair, though, I think it was actually a good move. For them to uh, to sit, Kadarius yeah. Tony.
2: Oh, he's because
0: crazy.
2: yeah, because no, he's,
0: he's been known. Andy has been known in clutch situations to drop clutch balls.
2: You, you can't have that in the Super Bowl. So, no, Andy Reid was like, right. "Nope, you're you're not. You're, you're wearing sweatpants today. You're wearing sweatpants. You're not putting a helmet on."
0: So I don't, you know, I don't blame Kansas City for for sitting him because you, you don't want that. potentially to potentially happen where you have a you have a big moment in the game where a catch is needed and if the ball is thrown his way and something happens where either he drops it or he fumbles it into an interception you know you Uh, don't want a situation like that to potentially happen so I don't blame Kansas City
2: for uh, for sitting Kadarius Toney in the Super Bowl not one day like they did this year Risky. I mean, uh, too risky. Too risky. At- I mean, think about that. Every every play is absolutely monumental. <laughs> think about if they suit him up and he catches one catch, and we've seen that yeah. guy do be a bonehead, be a bonehead multiple times. Okay, <laughs> it's not not the right. time to uh, prove that you're normal in the Super Bowl. You can prove this, you can prove that you're mentally normal next training camp, not in the Super Bowl.
0: But I mean, just take a look at the just take a look at their offense, though. Kansas City this year, uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, nine nine catches, and obviously, I mean, we got basically out of Kelsey what we expect out of him. Uh, yeah. You know, nine catches, ninety three yards. Nicole Hardman, he finally showed up, three catches for fifty seven yards. Uh, Justin Watson, uh, who's, I mean, this is the first I've heard of him. Three catches for 54 yards. Rasheed Rice was a little low, though. Six catches, 39 yards. So, uh, you know, for a guy who's as fast as Rice, uh, it, it, you almost feel like you could have gotten more out of him.
2: So, yeah, no doubt. He left a little, little, little a bit of a butter on the table. I mean, he, I think de facto DeFault, I think right now he's their number one. Talent-wise, there's no one else. So it's, right, you know Watson, Scantlin, and Rest right of the – what? I, I'm probably a second round pick. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's kind of like the guy. Yeah. But I mean, imagine if Casey adds a uh, you know a Mike Evans or someone like that. Scary, right? I exactly. mean, Mahomes it's won. A, yeah, one, yeah. Mahomes won, Mahomes won two in a row after they lost Hill. <laughs> so I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I guarantee you.
0: Uh, you're probably going to see Kansas city either through the draft or through free agency. You're going to see them add another impact receiver.
2: Whether I it's so. Mike Evans, I mean, if it... uh,
0: whether they, whether they find somebody through the draft, like they did Rasheed Rice, uh, they're going to, they're going to go for another impact receiver. And I'll tell you this, Uh as far as Kelsey and Andy Reed go, whether or not, you know, are they going to retire? Are they going to come back? They're fine. They will be, they, be they will be with the team. They will be with the team until this run ends.
2: Exactly. Yes. Thank you for, I, everything. You. I mean, thank you for, you know, you just, you just stole the word, you know, out of my heart. I mean, that's yeah. obvious. I think they're both such competitors. You notice Reed. I know uh, he's not the sharpest, you know, not the spry Scott chicken, whatever you want to call it. He's an older guy. He's a little bit big. He's eating more oh, yeah. uh, cheeseburgers than I have lately. But he wasn't even phased. There wasn't a big blow-up. He didn't yell. He didn't throw his headset off. He played it off. Because Kelsey, in the heat of the moment, he wanted to be in there. <laughs> uh, better way to do it, you know, maybe in the locker room, maybe not yeah. during the Super Bowl, but hey, Super Bowl. I mean, Kelsey, they, 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 they put a towel over it and, and wrapped it up. They didn't make it a, bigger than it was. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys think that was a huge blow-up? I mean, I think that's just Kelsey saying, I want a damn ring. Yeah. Well, I
3: agree with
0: you. You know what it sounded like or what it seemed like, and I was, I, was, I was checking on social media throughout this whole thing as well. There were some people that believed that we were seeing the final game of Travis Kelsey with, with how everything was imploding. Yeah. Uh, how Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, went after Andy Reid like he did. And let me tell you right now, if it was any other coach, if it was somebody like – if he went after somebody like Belichick like that, yeah, he would have been benched <laughs> the entire rest of the game.
2: His kneecaps would have been crushed. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. I, I think that was just – that was just two ultimate – that was two competitors. I mean, Kelsey's just fired up. I mean, he wants to win a Super Bowl. Right. And regardless of Taylor and all the other – I don't think uh, – uh, I don't think Kelsey is chasing the whole thing with the whole Taylor Swift. He doesn't need that. That's what a few idiots no. that I've known that – Oh, yeah, he's just chasing – no, dude, he's well-respected. He's maybe the best tight end of all time. I think he's pretty comfortable in his own skin. He just wanted another ring. He wanted to be in there every single play. That's why he flipped out. And he, I don't think he was going to retire either way. He's, he's a really good competitor. No. You know, he's never been in trouble. I mean, come on, give the guy a little break.
3: Yeah. Has his brother ever been in trouble?
2: No, I mean they're both they both he? awesome. And guy, I mean, Diane and Cal, his brother Jason's like the leader of the Eagles. My favorite Eagle, and he might retire. Okay. He's he's a couple okay. years older, but. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, let's be fair though. Uh, the position he plays, he plays center. You know, normally you don't. Really see players. You, you don't really see linemen have long-term careers, where especially when you consider all of the, uh, you know, all, all of the uh, stress that he puts on his body, on a uh, on a weekly basis. You know, guarding uh, guarding. Uh, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts. I think the one player that, who was that former Rams guard or Rams tackle that uh, now Which works for uh, uh, from the Rams? Who who, who was the uh, the guy that now works for NFL Network?
2: Uh, you're talking about a Rams lineman? Oh, uh, you're pushing I it. it. I, oh. No, I mean, not Kurt Warner, not quarterback. You're talking about a lineman? How, yeah, a lineman. I think it's... The, I think it's Whitworth or something. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Whitworth, yeah. yeah, former Bengal, former Bengal too, former Ram, left tackle,
0: 6'7". Yeah. seven, yeah, so,
2: Irish, seeming so, Irish guy, like red, blondish hair, big guy, with a goatee. Right,
0: yeah. So he retired at like the age of thirty-nine or forty. It's very oh, rare
2: yeah.
0: that They're you old see that. linemen in this in this game in this day and age in this version of the NFL. Yeah go that
2: long for well Kel- uh, i mean Kel- you know kelsey's for 36. i just think right. kelsey's 36. i know i'm bought bi- i know i'm biased but point blank think about kelsey that guy's a competitor just like his brother travis and jason, right. they, the eagles were sniffed they the, the eagles were i mean they were close to the niners last year they were a lot close- i mean they were just as yeah. close last year to have the super bowl i don't jason kelsey's not hanging him up he's coming back one more year i think I know I'm biased, but I mean, you think he wants <laughs> to go out getting blown up by the Bucks? The Eagles' year with the Travis, here. they want one more chance. I think he does. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think Jason Kelsey Eagles going to retire? I think, go one more run. Uh, I think he could go one more run.
0: I think he could go. It's long, a tough call. So what is he? Is he is he a free agent?
2: He's thirty six. No, I mean, I don't even well, know what his contract is. He,
0: let he's me not going to suddenly go to the. Yeah, he signed a one-year deal, so he's a free agent this year, I think. No, he's not, He's
2: like Mister Eagle. He's not going to suddenly jump out somewhere else. Oh, he's gonna, he no, wants to play mind. one more year for the Eagles. Yeah, no, he's not going go to go sign another team. He's not signing well, another team suddenly.
0: Twenty-five. Tonight. You're right. You're younger retire. <laughs> Okay, no, never mind. Never mind. Uh, so he is under contract for one more year,
2: for this year. So... Yeah, and he said like, he, oh, I think he I'm done. Probably, like, he, he told us... Sorry, just...
0: Well, I was just saying, he could probably just play out the remainder of his contract.
2: Cause, well, yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I think he wants one more year. He
0: signed through 2027. All right. Originally, he was signed through 2027, but uh, something happened where they vo- – I guess they voided uh, the last three years of his deal. So, uh, if, he, if he stays for one more year, he would basically be playing out the
2: remainder of his deal. Yet again, not to, not to beat the Eagles' drama being a big-time fan, but I think overall, I mean, Jason definitely – Kelsey definitely wants to play one more year. Because, I mean, they went out, they were on a devil spiral. You know, now they have all right. new coaches. They have all new coaches besides the head coach who I just don't like, but whatever. You know what I mean? They have all new coordinators, and now they have all the same players. And he loves Hurts. He loves Philly. He's. I think he's coming back for one more year. Just one more year. Try to get back to the Super Bowl. Not likely, but, hey, it's possible. Yeah,
0: you know, I – I do think that he that he could come back for one more year. Um especially consider, you know, he seems like he's one of those type of players that would like to finish out a contract before because right. you know, he wouldn't want to leave any dead money, so to speak. He wouldn't want to leave any dead money on the organization. So I wouldn't be surprised if he uh if he plays it out one more year. Uh now here's a question I have though. Uh, With Andy Reid, Andy Reid, this being his third Super Bowl win, his third Super Bowl win in the last five years. Where does this put him? Where does this put him among NFL coaches now?
2: I have an answer. Lou, Diane, what do you guys think? Oh,
3: except we got uh, you know, one of the best. I mean, you know, three in the last five years. I mean this is a this is a dynasty we're talking here now. So he's got be ranked up near the you know, near the top three. All
1: right,
0: what, what 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 are your thoughts, Diane? Uh when it comes to Andy Reid? Where 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 does he uh sit on the on the all time list of coaches after this Super Bowl win?
2: <laughs> what about,
0: what about you, Alex? Uh, I mean, you probably yeah, have, I think... uh, con- con- considering, you know, he is the former Eagles,
2: uh, coach. Well, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts
0: on, uh, on where Andy leads? <laughs> yeah, to? I got,
2: yeah, one, I got a sweet spot for him. I, I really love the guy and then two, I, but I know how good he is. So yeah, oh. I'm going to say, you know, he's right there with Belichick and, you know, not for nothing, um, you know, the guys of lombardy tom landry i mean if you say you right. know belichick is hand down the the best i don't i don't know if i agree with that totally because i think Lombardi's great i think our the past 30 years belichick's the best i think no i agree with you i think belichick's the best and then i think the yeah. last what 10 years or now we're like if you want to say five years you know from the last five years to the next five years, you know, if, if they stay together, if they, if they get one or two more, you'd have to say he's right there with Belichick. If they get another two or three, if they get another two or three, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that might be a possibility where it's like, you know, you might have a, you know, Kobe Jordan thing. Who's the best. They're both incredible, but I I think Reed, I think that's why Reed is sticking around. I think that's why Kelsey's sticking around. If they 3 Pete, that's pretty badass.
0: Yeah, but what, would you say that Reed is now at least top five?
2: I'm yeah, overall. High. Yeah, not as good as Belichick. As as oh, top five overall, definitely. I'm thinking he's sticking around with Kelsey. I mean, if they go three in a row right now, now you're getting the Patriots play. And then, if you know, if they both stick around the next three or four years, if they win two more, what does that put them at? Five? What did Brady and Belichick have overall?
0: Uh... Brady has, I'm not saying oh, oh, I'm not oh saying... you're talking, you're talking about a coach, you're talking about a, co- a coach quarterback tandem, uh, Brady and Belichick yeah. have six
2: together. Wow. Okay. So Patrick and Andy have three. I mean, yeah, they, they might, you know, they're in the conversation. I put Bill over him for right. a little bit. You know, I also, you know, it's also like recent, you know, whatever you want to say recall. I mean. Without Brady, I just see that, and then I see Reed now really blossoming. So I don't think Reed wants to go into there. I think Reed kind of, if he gets a couple more rings, he's going to say, hey, you know what? Why not me over Bill? I, I mean, he, the guy's an offensive genius. So we're getting into that the territory. He's kind of, he's getting up to the uh, Patriot land. If they win another couple ones, there's a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I definitely think uh, there's, you know, I, I definitely think that there there is a, a case to be made when it comes. I think to, Brady Belichick
2: uh, are the best ever. I think Brady Brady Belichick are the best ever, but I think I think uh, Reed and Mahomes are kind of like saying, hey, yeah,
3: they're
2: they're going to try to kind of go for that. <laughs> they're they're both not retiring. So I mean if yeah. you give them another yeah. three years, they win two more. Then then you have five rings. Now it's a real discussion. It's it's already a, a debate. I mean, Kansas City fans are, are already kind of talking about that. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean really I'm not,
1: you
0: know, I'm there. not I'm not
3: talking so... about what, what was that, Diane? Is it we really getting up there though? Maybe it is yeah. time for yeah. Yeah, he is. He's being up there. Maybe sure. it is came from George hmm. Yeah, I been... think
0: uh Andy Reid, I think he's I think he's what, in his sixties right now? Sixty
2: five. I thought it was yeah, a big red.
3: Yeah, maybe it's him from George
2: I love the guy. His I mean his wife is like, Okay, honey, I, the guy's never turned down a yeah. cheeseburger. He's kinda of getting up there and he's a big guy gotta slow down a little bit well hey i mean you know he
0: he has all those uh he has all those endorsements yeah yeah he has all yeah he has all those endorsements now from uh uh you know for uh when it when it comes to uh to cheeseburgers and everything so uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean he's definitely he's definitely uh you know made himself quite a uh you know quite a, a killing not just on the uh, on the football field but off the football field as well. Yes but I, I mean, you just you, you take a look at. Ooh. Technically, this is his fourth Super Bowl win, but his third as a head coach. He had a uh, he had a Super Bowl right. win uh, with the Green Bay Packers, Packers back in Super Bowl Thirty One.
2: Yep. So yep.
3: Since uh, when he the um, Packers?
2: And he, well, he, he started system. with Mike Holmgren. He started with uh, Brett Brett Favre's guys, and he grew up to. Uh, Oh, man, I mean, he had four, well, four close shots with the Eagles. So, I mean, Reed's mm-hmm. just getting going now. He's old. He's older. But now he's like, wow, I'm with Patrick. I mean, that's his ultimate quarterback. I think for any coach, that's the ultimate quarterback you want, Mahomes. So Reed's not retiring anytime soon. He's like, now yeah. I got the bill guy going with me. <laughs> now he's really, you know. Now, it's hard to now, leave that situation.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. And here, you know, here's here's another thing, another thing as well, uh, coming coming out of this whole uh, out of this Super Bowl, is and uh, this may this may prove to be uh, very uh, unpopular, but I almost think that Mahomes is up there now with Brady, and I I, I, I mean make no think about this. comparing Mahomes, I'm not comparing Mahomes to Brady because Mahomes said it himself. Brady, I'm 0-2 against Brady in the playoffs.
2: So that's fine.
0: Like literally, if you're matching up, if you're matching up the two of them, you know, there's obviously no comparison. But you have to take when you take a look at at the comparisons between the two when it comes to being able to take command of a team and being able to. You know, bring them back from bring them back from behind, uh, make game-winning yep. drives, and I mean, I mean, just take a look at his resume. He won the MVP again for the Super Bowl.
2: Three-time
0: Super He's Bowl the MVP, best. three-time Super Bowl champion.
2: If there's one guy who's going to knock up Brady, we're watching him every yes. day with uh, playing for Kansas City right now. Let's be honest. Right. I mean, you guys had it. You guys were spoiled. You guys had it great. Yeah, Brady was the, get, is the GOAT, was the GOAT, because I don't know. Because there, if there's one guy who can push him to the limit, right. it, it, you know, before Jordan, uh, everyone said there's never going to be another Wilt Chamberlain. And then, oh, Jordan,
1: yeah. or Kobe,
2: and then LeBron. And now it's like, you know what? Mahomes is in the conversation. There, there's no one that can say 100% uh, Brady will be the best of all time. You can't, I mean, you can't scientifically prove it. If Mahomes wins three more championships, then who's to say who's better? so it's like he's in the conversation firm, firmly
0: right and you know you know it's kind of weird too when you think when you think about it that uh you could you could this could almost be one of those situations where you know you talk about oh who is the greatest uh you know who who's the greatest quarterback of all time and this could be one, no, of those compar- one, of those conversa- one of those conversations where you're like, uh, well, you have to look at the type of era of football that he played in when yeah, talking about who the greatest of all time is.
2: I mean, it's Steve, and, and Lou just nailed it. I mean, some people say Montana. I mean, Dan Marino never won a ring in his life. That's the best quarterback I've ever seen. I'm not 70, but, yeah, uh, you know, I'm 45 going on 20, but that's besides the point. But, I mean, there's a lot of different – I just think that overall, I'm not trying to disparage Brady, but I think the overall – oh, go, 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 go automatically. eh, There's a lot of people who think differently. There's a lot – there is a handful of great quarterbacks that are in that mix. And that's like the Jordan, Kobe, LeBron argument. You know, who's what's better, a a Ferrari, a Porsche, or a Lamborghini? They're all incredible. (laughs) It's like – it's almost like personal preference. It's almost like personal preference. I mean, Brady right now, if Mahomes keeps going on this trajectory, Mahomes. I Mahomes. I don't know. Mahomes is the best I've seen in the last 20, 20 years. Well, that includes Brady. So, it's like, I, it's a tough call. Brady has more rings. To, I mean, to, to me, Mahomes is more physically impressive because he's, I don't know, throws harder. I don't know what it is. But, you know, Brady right now has the upper edge.
0: Right, but right, I'm talking about in terms of, yeah. But, I, I mean, obviously, I'm, ta- I'm talking about in terms of, you know, when people look back at this, like, obviously, we don't know how many more Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes is going to win.
2: But right, first of course not. Like, could, he could never get back there again.
0: Right. Right. But, uh, but it's like, uh, this is one of those moments where you're like, when you take a look back at history, like, once Patrick Mahomes retires, and you look at okay well let's look at who at who is the you know who's the greatest quarterback of all time you know the media is immediately going to go to Brady versus Mahomes yeah even though yeah, of you know even though Joe Montana should be uh should be on the uh you know in in the uh conversation uh there's right. others that should be in the conversation the media is uh, is immediately going to go to Mahomes
2: versus Brady Yes, of course. It's a sexy conversation. It's the immediate um it's the easy and more entertainable, whatever you want to call it, for ratings. Mahomes is like the mm-hmm. recent one, Brady's the goat who just retired. So yeah, that's right. the instant comedy. The instant matchup right there. Boom. Brady Mahomes. Of course. So, I mean, I that, just, that's I just that's, looked
0: literally, at that's little that's <laughs> literally,
2: that's, literally, that's literally like Jordan Jordan leaving the NBA with uh, Kobe coming in, and then LeBron. Right. I mean, when one GOAT leaves, another GOAT enters. Oh, well, wait a second. Is this guy really better than the other one? And it's going to be a chase to prove who's better. It's going to be a competition. Yeah. Every you know, year they're going to be judged.
0: One stat, one stat that I found amazing was they said that Pat Mahomes, oh, threw his first interception, in, like, I think it was one and a half or two years, they said, that he threw his first interception in the playoffs uh, within the last one and a half to two years in this Super Bowl. The fact that what was he set? went – I, I forget how many straight games that they said he went uh, without throwing a pick in the playoffs. Right. About Brady, though, and that's an interesting stat. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not comparing him to Brady when it comes to that.
2: I was just bringing that oh. up.
0: All right.
2: I was going to say, like, yeah, no, I or, like any of the best quarterbacks.
3: The, uh,
2: interceptions can be a tough stat if, you, if your team needs you to throw on like third and team, you You're going to throw more picks than if it's third and three. <laughs> so I still like. Right. There's so many different stats. I cast. I, I mean, Brady and Mahomes. Yeah, the best in the last twenty, twenty-five years. Hands down.
0: You know, though, this is this is actually
2: statistically,
0: this is the second worst of his three of his three Super Bowl wins. This is the second worst uh, statistical postseason that he's had. Even though he went four and zero. Uh, and he threw yeah. more passes and com- and he completed more passes uh, he threw for the second most yards he missed it by about six yards uh, yeah. or actually no wait a minute no i'm i 'm looking at the wrong year so oh, he oh. actually did so he actually threw for the most yards this this super Bowl uh or this this post I should say throughout his whole career he threw for the most yards out of each of his Super Bowl seasons. Uh, wow. The big difference wow. is that is the touchdown and interception. Uh, I mean, it, his touchdowns were a little bit low compared to his previous two Super
2: Bowl wins. But Sure. And um, you can also attribute that to a lack of a number one receiver. But, like, right, he's, he's carrying exactly. the ball. I mean, it's just like – and, dude, I'm not trying to – trust me, I'm not trying to beat the Mahomes drum. <laughs> I mean I fell victim to him last year as an Eagles player. right? But I just think this guy wow, this guy's this guy's the one. And Brady used to be the one before. It's like they're both incredible. Right. To be in tell and like in twenty years or forty years. Who's the best one? Uh, they're 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 both incredible. Pick your pick your your yeah, or your Porsche. Your Porsche
0: I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see uh and you know it, it hurts.
2: It hurts as a Patriot fan saying this, knowing that you know Mahomes could be the oh, one to. Oh come on! Uh... does hurt. <laughs> but I mean, come on, Steve. You have so many rings. I mean, how much does it hurt? It's like Brady. You, you don't. You know Brady isn't pissed about it. He he like respects Mahomes too. I mean, come on. You won the ring. No, I know. Oh, but... another guy's as good as Brady. It, that's the way the evolution is, man. There's always going to be better people coming in in five, ten years from now.
0: Yeah, it's it, it it's more of a case of you know I want it to be my guy, you know I want I want I hear you I want, I, I I want you. my guy to, to have the
2: uh, you know
0: <laughs> to have that position basically the goat status. Well, you, you know yeah, what? he to still have does the goat status.
2: He still does. He still so does. We can't yeah. we can't assume anything. I mean, Mahomes could go to right. uh, the Raiders. No, I'm just kidding. But nah, no, yeah, I mean, no, there's, there's no, there's, fat I mean,
0: chance that that's ever happening.
2: <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding, but I mean, hey, he he's gotten a little bit lucky these last two Super Bowls. I don't know if you guys agree, but lucky, you know, wasn't exactly know. a wipeout. I mean, he could easily no, not I win one again.
0: Yeah, he's agree. gotten a little bit lucky yeah, I,
2: twice. Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts should have one, but I mean, and then I think Purdy should have gotten one if Shanahan was doing better. So I mean. Yeah, I mean Mahomes could Shanahan win three is, more. Mahomes, Mahomes could win three more, or Mahomes could win zero more. It's really up to Mahomes.
0: Yeah, you know the problem with Shanahan is I, lo- I, I I literally look at his three Super Bowl chances. Two of them as a head coach, one of them as a as a coordinator. I look at his three Falcon, Super Bowl 20, 20 chances. Twenty eight to three. Twenty
2: eight to three. Yeah, he blew that. He was the one who yeah, blew that. Exactly. He's not. A, I don't and, think he's and, a great you know, coach.
0: But whatever. And I, and I look at this Super Bowl and I look at the play calling he did and I'm like, you mean to tell uh, me that you're, you know, you're you're this big elite offensive mind and
2: nope, nope.
0: In in clutch yeah. situations, in cl- in clutch situations in this Super Bowl, you designed a couple of three and outs in clutch situations. Yeah. I mean, that there's no excuse for over-rated. it. You know,
2: at least... Sorry. Oh, overrated. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Wait, wake me up. Imagine, imagine if uh, <laughs> even the Cowboys, even the, even the Cowboys are obviously like the Patriots with Belichick or the Cowboys now or the Eagles now or like, imagine if another coach had uh, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. I mean, these weapons right. they had like 10 yards each. Uh, Shanahan, yeah, and that's the guy that he was part of the twenty-eight to three disaster at the hands of the Patriots. So I, I've always been interested why people, oh, this guy's a guru. I'm like, this guy is not a whatever. He hasn't really shown he's a great coach to me. Yeah, no. Uh,
0: and actually, uh, who was the other? Who was the other uh, receiver to get hurt?
2: Was it was it Ayuk or was it uh, or was it Debo? Uh, he won. Debo got hurt again. Was it Debo? He always does because he, he slams the I was Eagles. I want to. I, I, I want to hit. I hate no one, but uh, like he always like smears the Eagles too. But yeah, he got injured again. I think Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo had like 30 yards combined. If you look stats, just I mean I don't know if that's play calling. I, I don't know what it is, but like you have to show up in the Super Bowl against Or you Are going to lose? Yeah yeah because i mean I, I, was, I was looking at that I,
0: I i was looking at that and i'm like, man, you know he's ba- they're basically they're screwed if they uh you know if they try to if they try if they if they continue on and debo isn't able to continue, you know it's bad enough that they lost dre Greenlaw, but that, but but then they potentially lose debo. Yeah, it's just yeah, you know, it, it, it's just like, man, there's it, it's it's hard to it's hard to recover from that basically, especially when absolutely, uh, you know, especially when all the pressure's on
2: and you're going up against the against the defending champion. I mean. That's the thing. I just felt like they were nervous, and then they—what were they up? What, you know, like the three to zero stuff, and then hitting hitting field goals doesn't matter much in the long run. <laughs> like right. they had the upper hand, they didn't capitalize early on.
0: Yeah, and actually, speaking of the field goals, you know, you had Jake Moody uh, hit a Super Bowl record fifty-five yarder, but that was before uh, yeah. Harrison Butker. Then decided to hit one from fifty-seven yards. I mean, you know, we talk about uh, we talk about what's his name from the Ravens being Mister Automatic. It's almost like Harrison Bucker yeah. is Mister Automatic yeah. for Kansas City.
2: Yeah, he's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's it's just like wow. I mean, uh, so we had that for uh, for a little bit of history. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl going into the new overtime rules. Uh, and also, Jawan Jennings uh, now joins Nick Foles as the only players to ever throw and catch a touchdown in the same Super Bowl. Right. So, that's two. You know, that's two. Uh, that's two little uh, little historical tidbits uh, when it comes to when it comes to this year's Super Bowl and. Indeed, you know uh, Andy Reid has said that he doesn't plan to retire. Uh, Travis Kelsey has said the same thing that he that he plans to return. Uh, and I mean Andy Reid, you know he's sitting right now at two hundred and fifty eight regular season wins with Bill Belichick <laughs> taking uh, with, with Bill Belichick taking the year off.
2: He's going to get a little bit closer. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, Steve, talking about dogs. care. No my problem. Uh, so you know, it,
0: it's it's entirely possible that maybe, perhaps,
3: yeah.
0: uh, if Belichick can't get back into the NFL, which I find hard to believe, but considering his age, you know, I mean, I guess uh, we could see Andy Reid potentially coach up until the point where he potentially catches Belichick.
2: The longer that Belichick I mean, that's, stays that's out of the league. Stopping. I mean, that's a, he, they're not stopping right now. I mean, Kelsey and him are back, so you could see him go for another two or three. Then it gets really interesting. It's already very interesting. I think they're very close right now. Um, you know, not record-wise, but momentum-wise, energy-wise. I think with this, with this generation of fans, they're getting a lot of steam about, you know, maybe being in that conversation. I don't want to say anything right. that's dangerous, but I'm saying... They're inching towards that G O A T thing. If they keep going. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh now an injury update on Dre Greenlaw. He did undergo surgery uh to repair the torn left Achilles tendon uh back on Thursday. It looks like he will be highly questionable for week one. Right now his recovery time yeah. frame places him places him being ready. For I think it's the second week of the preseason, which and that's just before he'll even be cleared. Yes. So we're likely going to see a long recovery time frame for Greenlaw here, and I I mean that's that's just what that's what that's what makes it so rough when it comes to uh, when it comes to Super Bowl teams or Super Bowl injuries that uh, you know the. It, it, it you know uh, before you know it you're looking at uh you're you're looking at another NFL season like literally getting ready for another NFL season 6 months later so uh for greenlaw it sounds like at least as of right now week 1 is looking highly skeptical that he will be ready for week 1 well, it's still six
3: months for training camp, you know. So I don't you know. That might, that
0: might little change. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's he's not even going to be ready for training camp, though. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. So. Uh. He yeah he's he's not even going to be ready for training camp. He, you know he'll be he'll be ready like right in the middle of the pre or, or right in the middle of the preseason. By the way, this just in from the NBA, uh Damian Lillard officially repeats as the three point contest champion uh-huh. for uh for the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, defeating Trey Young and Carl Anthony Towns in the final round of the three point competition. So uh that that just uh just coming over the uh Coming over the rounds here. Uh, I want to get your thoughts, Alex, on uh, Dre Greenlaw because, uh, uh, as I just mentioned, he just had surgery, and right now the time frame is calling for more than likely uh, he won't be ready till about maybe the second week of the preseason, and that's just that's just him getting medically cleared. So, what what are your yeah, thoughts, Alex? Great. On uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on on Greenlaw and his availability for next season? On who, Steve? Sorry. On uh, Greenlaw.
2: Oh, it's part of the Super Bowl. The
0: yeah, yeah. For, with his with his injury right now, the time frame. It looks like, if anything, he he won't be ready till about maybe maybe mid-August,
2: and that's just to to be cleared. Yeah. got oh, Greenlaw for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, he's got a long road to recovery. I mean, that you see people who get injured during the Super Bowl—that's like the height of their careers, and that's the hardest thing to get back from. But you know, you gotta have faith in the Lord and faith in His. System and he's got money and he's got pride and he's got a family, and I think he'll get back. It's never a guaranteed chance. I mean, and he got injured right, I mean, and could down be,
0: too. Yeah, this could be a significant setback, actually, for that defense. You know, it may, you may end up seeing them. Oh, I mean, they're probably going to re-sign Chase Young anyways. But I think this may this may make them prioritize uh, re-signing Chase Young as as a first priority to make sure he doesn't even reach the open market. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's well. I mean, imagine if you or me or anyone or Steve or you know you get injured in the Super Bowl. It's it's terrible. It's terrible mentally because you're at the highest point of your career and then you, you're down and out. So, I mean, the Niners, I think, love him. He's an emotional leader there. So, yeah, of course, I think he'll be back to the Niners. The Niners aren't going to, uh, you know, let him go. <laughs> the Niners love him. He's like one of their leaders. Right. So, you know, you you know, know, Shanahan and those guys are going to be uh, back trying again. <laughs> Hopefully Shanahan learns the uh, OT rules mm-hmm. next year. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you can only you
0: can only hope that uh, you know that that they finally get it through the thick skulls that hmm, maybe we should uh, you know maybe we should Isn't actually it? pay attention uh, seen, instead of.
2: You know what's funny though, Steve? I've seen far worse. I've seen far worse. Lou, you've seen yes. the Switzer. You've seen McCarthy. You've seen I've you've seen some Cowboys coaches. I've seen a lot worse out of Eagles coaches too. I've seen, oh, yeah. Reed I've seen Andy Reid do I've Re- seen Andy Reid, Andy Reid do, ridiculously right. mentally uh, inept things. But yeah, hopefully she learns the uh, OT rules. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah,
0: uh, everybody, everybody can help because uh, I, I mean, I got to tell you, you know, and I kind of agreed when I was listening to sports radio earlier this week, last or next year is probably the final year for the Niners with Brock Purdy. And I say it this way, meaning, I say it this way, meaning that, you know, they're going to have to make a decision on whether or not Brock Purdy is the guy. And if he's not the guy, then, you know, at some point they're going to have to make that decision like, okay, hey, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to pursue somebody. We're going to have to, Invest in somebody else at some point going forward here. Who are you talking about, Steve? I'm sorry. Talking about uh, Purdy. Uh, Purdy, yeah. Because uh, you know they were discussing on. Then again, this is you know keep in mind this is Boston radio that we're talking about here. Uh, But I think it is worth noting though. I think I think it is worth noting that you know they may have a point here when it comes to you know if you're if you're looking at the Niners and their young core they have a window of contention of 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 contending right now yeah and i mean if you're if you have this opportunity and say they blow it again with Brock Purdy next year you know you you wonder <laughs> You, you wonder, okay, uh, you know, is Brock Purdy gonna ever gonna be the guy, or are they just gonna go? You know, will they just go elsewhere?
2: Will they? I will they right finally now. have to invest? Right now, they're wondering if he's the guy. They have to be. I'm sorry. I, the, when the fourth quarter hit, I'm like, okay, let's see. If you're if you're in the desert and you have to bet. You know, a million dollars. Or if you have to bet your last $5 in your world, who are you betting, Purdy versus Mahomes? Purdy is not – I mean, mean I don't think he's – Yeah, but I'm just saying overall. And, and who had the better team? The Niners. So, right. it's like, no, and I'm not trying to, you know, toot uh, the Chiefs' horn too much, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't – I've seen the Niners very often just like you guys. I, do you think he's the answer or – they might win one. I just, I, they, I don't know. I would move off them right now and draft the quarterback. Yeah. Or sign or Cousins. I mean, just I think Cousins, I think, I think, my, Cousins is better.
0: I, I think Cousins is better than Purdy right now. Just my, just my opinion, I feel, and I've said this before on this show, that if they don't have all of their weapons, Purdy is just an average quarterback. He's not on yeah, the same level, that. you know. He's not on the same level as like a uh, um, as like a Pat Mahomes or I wouldn't even. Well, actually, I was going to say Josh Allen, but I think I can kind of erase that. Uh, he, I don't even put him on the same level as you know, like a Jalen Hurts. You know, somebody who can actually elevate their. I hope you win. So, well, well, what I'm saying is somebody who can elevate Hurts, their, Hurts,
2: player, Hurts, their Hurts, teammates. Hurts, Hurts, Hurts are the best Super Bowl in the last 30 years uh, last year, and, but they fumbled and they gave up 40 points to the Chiefs. But, I mean, it's right. not relative. But, I'm, and, but, now, but, no, you're right. I mean, this year, this year Hurts look like shit, so who knows. And Jim loves Hurts. I'm like, I love the guy too, and I'm like, I'm still waiting on that ring. It's so hard to predict. But, yeah, I mean, do you think Purdy could win a ring? It's so hard to predict. I'm, yeah.
0: I mean, it all yeah, it all depends,
2: really, because, yeah.
0: you know, you need all the right cards to fall into place, and I really thought that this was the best opportunity that, that Purdy has had so far. Now, granted, it's only been two years that he's been in the league, but from what I've seen out of Purdy, it's almost like if one of his teammates, he does, he he hasn't had that quality of being able to lift up his teammates, and you know, be the reason why that's they huge.
2: excel. They're more the reason why he excels. That's a that's a really fine line, and that's that's still hard to tell too. And I mean, who am I to yeah. you know? I definitely don't know more about Shanahan than Shanahan. I'm not trying to be a, a pope or a, you know, the guru. But I'm just saying from what I see, it's like, you know, I'd rather have Mahomes, a Brady, obviously. And if right. I'm going to war, I'd love, you know, I'd, I'd love if I'm going to war too, and I, you know, you can't have it all. I'd love to have a Herc or, uh, you know, a CJ Stroud. A CJ Stroud. <laughs> a CJ Stroud's another guy. I mean, I think Hurts going to win a ring before he's done. I think Stroud's going to win a ring before he's done. You know, I want one of those guys. But, like, I just don't see it with Purdy. It's such a competitive league. I feel like when you get to the Super Bowl, I mean, think about that. You have McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle. So, Kittle and McCaffrey are definitely uh, Hall of Famers. They have an incredible defense, incredible offensive line. Purdy is not good enough. Quarterback. Uh, Just like, there you go. And I hate to say that. It is what it is. And, you know, I, I said this.
0: I said this thing too. Uh, you know, before the Super Bowl, I had said that this that the Niners probably had a better defense this year than the last time these two teams met up in the Super Bowl.
2: I agree. I agree.
0: So, you know, I, 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 the one thing that everybody's going to always wonder is what would have happened if Dre Greenlaw didn't get injured in that freak in that freak yeah. accident.
2: Uh, I'm you know, a win. yeah, he's a linebacker. You know, been, no, he's pivotal. Yeah, he's a, one of the leaders. But you have Fred Warner. You have uh, Nick Bosa. You have, yeah, he's probably he's what, one of their leaders, right? Overall, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if you you
0: just you just take a look at what they did, what happened in that game after oh, he uh, after he got injured, after he got injured, Kansas City basically
2: bullied his replacement. Yeah, that's true. They're gonna so, smell, you know, blood and water when they when when a coach sees someone's out. They started attacking the guy who was his re- replacement. Yeah, they went right at him. Yeah, no, they the short stuff over the middle. That's where Kelsey started driving. Greenlaw would have been on Kelsey. Yeah,
0: I think I think it just I think it really speaks a lot. So it. it I'll say this about Purdy, you know, he's probably the best Mister Irrelevant, maybe that that that's ever been yeah. in the league. But at the same time, you know, it's it, it, there's a reason why he was Mister Irrelevant. So <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to laugh.
1: It almost seems like fan.
0: it almost seems like he's more of a product of the system, yeah. as opposed to him elevating others.
2: You know, I mean, so, probably, probably right before your your shot, I mean, Steve, you're obviously very well-versed. You have an incredible show online tonight. But, um, I mean, well, Lou, when we were growing up, I mean, Dilfer. Uh, Steve, you remember Dilfer? He was the ultimate game manager for the yeah. Ravens, literally. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm he, trying to He would throw one – yeah, so you do remember him. All right, cool. So I'm sorry about that. But I was still giving you praise. Yeah. I mean, that would be my one best comparison to uh, Purdy, where it's like, don't mess up. You know, maybe throw a pick and just hand the ball off or throw it to a tight end and let's defense. I right. just don't – with that offense, though, see, they don't have that defense. The San Fran defense was overrated, I thought. They gave up a lot of points. Detroit, I thought, should have knocked them off two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I, I thought they were kind of overrated. Right, yeah. They got so,
0: shredded by Detroit yeah, yeah. and they got shredded by they, Green Bay. Really De-
2: Detroit could have. Detroit could have been in that game. Yes.
0: Yeah, so it it does it really does make you wonder uh you know if it, if it was any other team other than San Francisco would would Kansas City have still repeated. But also
3: well you know, it,
0: it, 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 it that's why they say uh, like basketball football is is a game of matchups. Yes. So oh, yes. I mean it's it's entirely possible that even if even if Detroit or Green Bay had made it in, Kansas City may have still potentially won anyways. Maybe even yes. maybe
2: even won by a wider margin. Yeah, I mean right. we were having fun on both your shows uh, two Saturdays ago. I was, I think I was saying, you know, yeah, I really thought Detroit should have been here. I, that would have been fun. I, I thought Detroit earned that. I think Detroit would have played a little harder too. Uh, not harder, but I think that I don't know. Sam Brandt seemed like timid. I, I just, Detroit would have gone ball to the wall. You know Dan Campbell, the coach, would have gone like four and three. Fourth and three, he would have been thrown. Right. Me. But he would have, you know, it's kind of like Sam Brandt, I just don't think with Purdy, put it uh-huh. this way. E- even simpler to break it down. I like Goff more than Purdy. Who do you guys think is a better quarterback, yeah. Goff or Purdy? Goff. Goff. Oh, Goff, Goff without a doubt.
1: Goff. There you go. Yeah.
2: There you go. You know, so if you're gonna though home, even though
0: golf,
2: uh, give me Goff over Purdy any day of the week.
0: Yeah. yeah. even though Goff had a couple of down years uh offensively, I mean it honestly it's not I, I don't I don't think it's really much of a uh really much of a question. Goff has the experience. Uh I mean he's made it to the Super Bowl before just like Purdy has now. Uh, but the main difference is Goff can get thr- can can actually can actually get the ball to his receiver. You know, you wouldn't see many plays of what we saw from Purdy where Purdy basically the first to, the first sign of any pressure and he basically folded. Like he like he basically threw the ball away like it was like but I, I shouldn't say throw it away but he basically when he would try to make like a short pass it would miss by like a mile. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, I love I love the underdog story. I love the irrelevant. I love you know. I, I'm a big fan of Purdy uh, overall, like this story. But I'm thinking like this guy's not going to beat Mahomes. Golf, right. I think golf like the redemption story to me. He was the one with, and I thought Detroit, the blue collar city, who's never been there. I thought Detroit would be such a better Super Bowl matchup. But oh well. And and like Campbell said, who knows if they'll ever get back there. That was kind of a Cinderella story, Cinderella. Right.
0: Well, because that's the thing too, you know. All the all of
2: the stars have to align. It's tough to get same back there. Season. Right. Not, we're not. You're not. You're not Brady or Jordan. You in your career, you may never get back to that big dance. That might be your one shot. Most athletes only have one shot there. Right.
0: And now we did have uh, speaking of uh, of quarterbacks who have been to the Super Bowl. Uh, there is one quarterback who will be looking for a new team, it seems, next year. As Jimmy Garoppolo, it came out today, uh, or yesterday, was suspended two games for violating the performance-enhancing substances policy.
3: He's not expected
0: to appeal it, and this this is also expected to be uh, grounds for him being cut by the uh, by the Vegas Raiders and uh, ba- basically according to the report that came out Garoppolo had used prescribed medication without a valid therapeutic use exemption so this will now take the Raiders off of the hook for an 11 and a quarter million dollar roster bonus that he's set to earn Uh I mean he only played for for a quarterback who signed a seventy two and three quarter million dollar deal last off season. He only played a whopping seven games before he got benched for Aiden O'Connell so now i mean basically any sort of success that uh you know this this basically almost almost uh, brings it back to what I was talking about. Uh, with San Francisco's offense being more of a system, because we're seeing Brock Purdy go. go. in this system. It makes you wonder, what if Brock Purdy was playing elsewhere? Let's say Purdy was playing for the Raiders this year. Would Purdy have still put up the same numbers
2: that he did in in San Francisco? Well, you're flipping it, too, with Jimmy G. Purdy would have been much better with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs in uh, Oakland. Yeah.
0: And now with Jimmy G, uh, with Jimmy G flaming out, of, uh, flaming out of Vegas, this probably in all likelihood would possibly be maybe the end of his career as a starter. I think you're probably looking at
2: Garoppolo now as a backup. Yeah. If anything.
1: Yeah.
2: Or <laughs> XFL. Todd, Todd Marinovich. Yeah, he might be playing for the uh, Sharks for uh, Johnny Mandel's franchise. <laughs> yeah. Just, and by the I'm way, speaking
0: of, speaking of the Raiders, too, now as a result of this, according to Ian Rapoport, uh they have been in the market for a quarterback, and with them holding the number 13 pick in the draft, there is talk that the Raiders mm-hmm. may attempt to move up to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Now obviously they would have to give up a tremendous amount of draft capital in order for that to happen. But uh right now it appears that they don't view Aiden O'Connell as the uh as the future moving forward. So I found that kind of interesting. Um also as well, uh, some quarterback or you know, some players that you can take off of the list when it comes to free agency. Uh, T Higgins, it's it's widely expected that the Bengals franchise. will use the
2: franchise tag. Um uh, would've been would have,
0: been a, would have would him have been twenty
2: point huge... seven mil. Sorry, Steve. Would've been a huge move for uh, the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. Higgins. He's he's a total number one receiver. It just so happens he's on the Bengals where they have Chase. They have two number one. Yeah,
0: but twenty I mean yeah, twenty point
2: seven mil. There's no way he says no to that. Six, six four like two twenty and fast. He's like a twenty five year old Mike Evans. Right, <laughs> like that would have been. I mean, the Patriots Jeremiah would have been like, please sign us up. Come on, they gotta get Ridley. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there, there there's no way that they,
0: there's no way that he says no to that amount of money. Even yeah. though he could probably get more money on, uh, you know, it, even though he could get, he could he could possibly get more money uh, total on the free agent market, it wouldn't make sense for him to pass up that amount of money considering the down year that he had this year. Uh, let's see. Also, another another guy you can take off of the list: uh, the Seahawks informed Geno Smith that he would remain on the roster for 2024. So now uh, he will earn yeah. a fully guaranteed salary of 12.7 mil next season.
2: Uh, well, right?
0: And according to Schefter, uh, the Seahawks believe that in today's market with salaries soaring for starting quarterbacks, the right decision was to pay the money. So, yeah, good old I mean, for a guy who threw for 3,600 yards this year, 20 touchdowns, nine picks. I mean, it makes sense to, uh, exercise that option. I mean, even though, even though he did have uh, he did have lesser stats in terms of touchdowns uh, compared to last year, but you know, it's going uh, you know, to be the,
2: the you know, it's going to be the one thing to kind of cause uh, pause and hit <laughs> hit, hit, pause, hit the pause button on a contract is a new coaching staff. So Mike McDonald came in, the right. defensive coordinator from the odd. The Ravens defensive coordinator came in. So now he's oh, maybe, maybe he doesn't have eyes for Geno like uh, Pete Carroll did. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah. He, and you notice his quotes. He said, oh, yeah, we like, we like, uh, Geno's a pretty good player. <laughs> they are in love. Oh, uh, and yeah. now they're, they're going to they're gonna draft, draft or maybe sign a quarterback. Yeah, possible.
0: I mean, I could see them drafting a quarterback. I don't know about signing. I think they'd probably stay with Geno. Uh, uh, I but... like Geno personally. Yeah. Oh, so do I. I mean, you know, I would in all honesty, I would take him as a like uh as an as an option for uh for the Patriots if they if they wanted to sign a veteran quarterback while also oh, drafting God, yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. Uh like say they say they were to draft somebody in the second round or something to be a uh you know, to be one of those uh one of those guys to to be, you know, to mentor essentially, like what Brady did with Garoppolo when Garoppolo was drafted in the fourth round. Uh, oh, you know, this would basically be. Uh, uh, Geno Smith would be that type of quarterback that you would sign as a bridge type
2: quarterback. I, I mean, I personally, I th- I still think Geno in the right system could be a very good starting quarterback in a deep playoff push, but. But I also like to I like to see how overall I mean you have two really good receivers Lockett and DK Metcalf, so you got to put them with like right. a couple you know a number one number two you got to give them with the weapons you got to give the weapons like most quarterbacks they need weapons. Ooh, Jamie
0: Yaquez Jr. with a dunk over Shaq, not bad. Uh-huh for for those wondering the uh, slam dunk competition is uh is on right now on TNT. Okay, I'll check this out right now. Uh but he had to uh he had to he had to touch Shaq, though. That wasn't really a, ju- a jump over completely. I see. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Uh oh and by the way uh uh, Steph Curry won the uh, battle between him and Sabrina uh, Ionescu twenty nine to twenty six really? in the three point competition. Of course, um, no,
2: Jesus. It's so I mean, not really
0: go. surprising, but not really surprising, but it was a good showing for Ionescu, though.
2: That's all cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: also, uh, Mike Garofalo has reported that the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky have mutually decided to part ways, making Trubisky a free agent. And the Steelers will take a dead cap hit of about $4.6 million to part ways with Trubisky. Uh, what this tells me is that, well, number one, obviously, you know, Trubisky was going to uh, – was going to – basically uh go toe to toe with Kenny Pickett. But now what this tells me is either A, they still believe Kenny Pickett uh has the has what it takes to be a starter or B they may be going elsewhere when it yeah. comes to either free agency or through the draft. Yeah. Let's go so with letter... I think
2: that let's go, with... yeah. let's go Sorry, let's go with letter C. No, they're not sold on the other I mean, come on, fault Pittsburgh all you want, but like that's a proud franchise. You know, Rooney and those guys—they have—they know what's going on. They're not going in the next year with Pickett or Trubisky near that quarterback line. No way, no way, no. Again, draft or free agent. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's they—they
0: they do have to do something because you know Pickett was.
1: Yeah. there
0: seemed to be a lot of hype around Pickett, but he really seemed to be lackluster, if anything, in that uh in that offense. Uh, Jacob Toppin next and he basically yeah. did the exact same thing that uh that Yaquez did but with a uh but with a smaller uh with a smaller person. Yeah, that's oh, he did get a better score though. So that's what's yeah. the uh, top and in the lead right now.
2: Uh
0: let's see. Also uh just rounding out the NFL news here. Uh the Bears they released safety Eddie Jackson uh after picking yes. him in the 4th round in 2017. Uh he started in all 100 games that he has appeared in so far in his career. A two time pro bowler and a former all pro. Uh, basically this will free up uh combined with the release of also guard Cody Whitehair, this frees up about twenty one and a half million dollars in space for the Bears to uh to use this uh this postseason. Uh ooh. I can't believe I forgot about this. Well, first off, I should say in the NHL, uh, the Boston Bruins, uh, their left wing, uh, their uh, fourth line left wing Milan Lucic, uh, domestic violence charges against him have officially been dismissed mm-hmm. after his wife refused to testify in the uh, in front of the court. Uh, however, mm-hmm. according to uh, the team press. Uh, he will remain suspended from the team for the remainder of the season. And,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, in all honesty, it kind of makes sense because they're actually playing better without him than they would have with him. So. Well,
3: it's a tough one today, too. You know.
0: Yeah. What a game! Yeah, wow. it was that. That was a that was a pretty tough one today uh yeah. with, with with uh with the uh, LA Kings uh going into uh going into overtime the Bruins held the lead twice in this game uh before giving up uh giving up both goals and Brant Clark scored his first NHL goal uh in overtime to secure the win for the LA Kings today uh yeah. The one notable I take from this game, though, is man, oh man, uh, Trent Frederick—he's looking an awful lot. That, that was a pretty good dunk by Jalen Brown, by the way. He now takes the—he yep. uh, now takes the lead, forty-eight point eight. The one thing I noticed oh, I'm about this
2: i sorry, Steve, I'm not watching it. Jalen Brown's lighting it up. I want to win the uh, dunk champion. That'd be awesome uh
0: i mean he did he did a pretty simple dunk for his first one uh you know he didn't overly you, you know how normally you're supposed to light it up in like the second or uh, the second and third dunks that you do you know you're not supposed to yeah. really light it yeah. up the first go around like uh like yaquez and uh and the others have attempted, and Mac McClung just missed his first dunk attempt, so uh, he's mm-hmm. probably going to get a lower score on this one. Uh, honestly, I think all all Jalen Brown needs to do is just be simple. Just be simple this uh, in this uh, slam dunk uh, year, and, and he'll be able to get it.
3: Uh, and Mac McClung team, yeah.
0: basically just did the same thing as Jacob Toppin.
2: Yeah. And Jacob Toppin, obviously, young brother of Obi Toppin, not even in the league.
1: Yeah,
3: come on, it makes
2: it a bit ridiculous. Come on, let's go NBA.
0: Exactly. I mean, honestly, the only star, the only star in this uh, in this contest is Jalen Brown. That's what's sad about this.
2: Yeah a scooter, shit. Oh, no. the NFL, yeah. Yeah, but they're the future can. Whatever. Oh, my God.
0: Looking at that replay, actually, if, if McClung okay. had gotten that the first time, he basically grabbed the ball and let go of the ball in midair and then grabbed it and then did the backwards dunk. So Jalen Brown beats him by 0.8 points uh, with McClung getting a 48. Sorry, my French. Forty eight. Okay. Huh? Forty eight. Huh?
1: All
2: right. Yeah, forty eight out of fifty. <laughs> not wow. bad. He beat him for the round or overall? I'm not watching it. He won the championship? Uh
0: uh no, right no. Yeah. Right now Jalen Brown uh, okay. uh
2: Jalen Brown leads after the first dunk. Uh oh, okay. by
0: point eight points.
2: Yeah. Sorry, man. I just, I'm just i not watching so much. So right, Wait a like, what?
0: Yeah, right now oh. the top two are Jalen yeah. Brown and uh, Mac McClung.
2: Nice. I know Mac had an invite. Uh, he played a couple uh, summer league seasons with the uh, Sixers. But it's kind of – yeah. I don't want to say it's sad, but like Sports Radio in New York, uh, Nick, uh, Steve, we're saying like, dude, yeah. Nick, how can you have, you know, a dunk championship with, you know, not yeah. even an NBA person? That makes it a little bit, you know, watered down. Kind of like order oh Yeah, it's, right. it's, you know, it's like ordering a drink and it's all water. It's like, okay, well, it's kinda of like not the real thing. No, no
0: so
2: I even agree. Have like, you know,
0: why why are you calling it why are you calling it the NBA slam dunk competition when you have a guy that isn't even oh, that's a bad miss. That's a bad miss by Yakaz. Uh you know, it's <laughs> It's like how yeah. can you how can you call it an actual an, an NBA slam dunk competition when one when at least one of your competitors isn't even on an NBA roster?
2: Right, That's just a little bit weak, and I I love the fact that he's there, but it's like it makes it a little bit weird.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean. I, at least I don't think yeah, yeah. Right now uh he plays for uh the Orlando Magic uh G League team. Oh yeah. Is not the G League Ignite? No, not the Ignite. Uh oh. I forget the name of it. It's it's uh I, I forget, but it's like it's basically the Orlando Magic. Like the team name is the Magic, but it's uh, it's not Orlando, it's uh I forget the actual name of it. And 46.8 for Yaquez's second attempt. Yaquez, that's probably it for him. Um, The top two dunkers obviously advanced to the finals uh, for this. And, yeah, I mean, you know, long gone are the days where you would see, like, Nate Robinson, uh, Dwight Howard, yeah. You know, actual, I mean, Aaron Gordon, uh, Zach Levine, you know, long gone are the days where, where you would actually, where you'd see actual stars uh, yes. in dunk competitions. Because the thing is, you know, a lot of them, even though LeBron has said for years that he's wanted to do a dunk contest, uh, a lot of them, you know, they really just want to sit around, essentially. They want to yeah. sit around and enjoy the week. They don't want to of course. actually go out there and have to participate until the All-Star game. The,
3: the Scola Magic, I think it's pronounced, Steve. The scola.
0: Yeah, Louis Scola. Louis Scola, I think it's how Oh, the oh, the Ariscola. Yeah. yeah, Arascola, Yes. Yeah, the Arascola Magic. Ariscola. Magic. Yeah, that's who. That's who. Uh, that's who Mac McClung plays for uh, in right. the G League.
3: Good player, though. And I, mean, I G- think we got to give the credit.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do have to get, you do have to give him some credit. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: honestly, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been able to hang around on a uh, on an NBA team, yeah. even as a I mean, uh, even like, as a bottom feeder, uh, bench player.
3: I put him on the bench.
0: But hey, bench players can be good too. Forty-seven point two for Toppin on that second dunk, and I'm t- I'm telling you right now, a lot of these a lot of these judges are really scoring based off of do they make it on the first attempt yeah and i mean i'll tell you right now that dunk that that toppin just did is a lot better than a 47.2 what do they know but you know a lot a lot of it a, a lot of these uh, a lot of these scores are based on can you get it done with the first dunk and I'll tell you right now, yeah. if Mac McClung had gotten that done, had gotten his first dunk done on the first attempt, that probably would
2: have been a 50. Different score. Different score. Totally based off yeah. of uh, different levels, like you said.
0: I mean, he was lucky he even got a 48 in his first attempt, or his first dunk, considering he missed it on the first attempt.
3: Yeah. Wow. No! Oh yeah, that's gotta be that's <laughs> gotta be a
0: fifty. Who is that? Who that's is gotta that? be yeah. a fifty by Mac. That's gotta, gotta
3: be, be a fifty. Hey Doug, you're still there.
0: Devil's doing good. Oh, here we go. I mean he, I mean he looked like he was going forward, and then all of a sudden he switched it around to do to do the the reverse dunk. It looked like it was just going to be a straightforward, just regular dunk, and then all of a sudden. He did, He he completely did a 180 in midair. That's got to be a 50. No, they gave him a 49. Okay, 49.4. Okay. Uh, and uh, what's it called? Uh, one of the other things that I was going to bring up for the NHL, Uh, The Columbus Blue Jackets, they have fired their general manager, Yarmo Kekalainen, during his 11th season at the helm of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Why not? You're horrible anyway. uh, I mean, they're horrible to begin with, but Kekalainen, I mean, he has really, like, I'm kind of surprised he made it 11 seasons. Because he's really blown quite a bit of a... you know, he, he's blown quite a bit of uh yeah. of of big teams that they've had. Yeah. But uh so it says here that uh the hockey operations team will assume EGM duties on an interim basis until they can hire a full time replacement. Uh Kekalainen, uh, he was also he was also in the headlines following the uh the complete botching of the Mike Babcock hiring for anybody who remembers what happened there with Babcock sharing uh uh you know looking into his team uh, looking into his players' photos.
2: Yeah, the Bab bomb hiring. Totally bombed. Yeah. That was a terrible money.
0: Yeah, that was on uh that that was on uh Kekalainen. So instead, they named Pascal Vincent as the ooh, not bad Jalen Brown. Yeah, had a lob had a lob from Jason Tatum while dunking over a sitting Kai Senate. I think that I think that's how you that's how you say his name while while dunking over a sitting Kai Senate and getting a lob from Jason Tatum. That's sh- should be enough to advance him, I would assume. Uh, yes. But uh, Kekalainen only only Doug Armstrong of the St. Louis Blues and Winnipeg's Kevin Chevaldeyov had been in a GM post in the league longer than Kekalainen before Kekalainen got uh, uh, got officially uh, got officially uh, fired this past week. Uh, Kekalainen. I mean, uh, he's he's just had problems ever since COVID came around and everything. He he's had problems. I mean, we'll we'll just start off. Uh, Columbus reached the playoffs in his first full season at the helm in twenty thirteen twenty fourteen. Uh, He fired head coach Todd Richards seven games and seven losses into the 2015-2016 season and replaced him with John Tortorella, who then guided the the Blue Jackets to four consecutive postseason appearances, which was the longest sustained stretch of success since uh, they came into the league. Uh, they then parted ways with Tortorella in 2021 and Kekalina then hired Brad Larson and fired him two lackluster seasons later. Then yep. obviously the Babcock fiasco. Uh, and after Babcock was, uh, after that was reversed, they then brought in Vincent who had been an understudy to Brad Larson Uh and through the first 52 games, the Blue Jackets have won only 16. And wow. star players such as Johnny Gaudreau have been benched late in games under Vincent. And it sounds like more significant changes beyond just the firing of Kekalainen could be coming when the regular season ends in April.
2: Well, damn right. So there should be plenty yeah. coming. Yeah. Take down straight. Yeah. I mean, just, come on. Underperforming, you know, shake it up. You know, right. hundreds yeah. of players coming up, you know, from Boston to, uh, you know, Alabama that are trying to get in there. They have no time to waste on people, a roster or a coaching staff that's not fully into it. So, yeah, shake it up.
0: By the way, the uh, finals officially it will be Mac McClung versus Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown just barely snuck through.
3: Mm. <laughs> but, Lou, Lou, yeah,
2: you I cool. mean, looking where Lou, you sound overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, just uh, just imagine that. Imagine having a G Leaguer beat uh, beat uh, one of the NBA stars for the second straight year. Yeah. How About that, whippersnapper. I mean, it's bad enough that you know they might as well just get they may they may as well just get rid of the dunk competition if they don't want it, you know if if yeah. nobody's interested in doing dunks anymore. Of course, right. But anyways, uh, looking at the uh, at the NHL standings right now where they stand, uh, in the Eastern Conference, first off, the Atlantic Division, the Florida Panthers, they have bypassed the Bruins 36, 15, and 4 for 76 points, one point ahead of the 32, 12, and 11 Boston Bruins. Uh, the Toronto Maple Laps at 29, 16, and 8, good for 66 points. They currently occupy the final guaranteed playoff spot in the Atlantic Division among the top three. Uh, Just one point ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning with 65 points. The Red Wings with 62. The Buffalo Sabres with 52. uh, Also Montreal with 52. And the Ottawa Senators with 46. Expect Ottawa to be heavy sellers at the deadline coming up in two weeks. Uh, Over in the Metropolitan Division, the New York Rangers lead the way with a 35-16-3 record, good for 73 points. Uh, The Carolina Hurricanes are next up with 31-17-5, good for 67 points. The Philadelphia Flyers still hanging in there, 29-19-7 for 65 points. They are locked in right now as the number three seed of the metropolitan division seven points ahead of the new jersey devils who currently have 58 uh the new york islanders they have 57 followed by the capitals which are with 56 the pittsburgh penguins with 55 and the columbus blue jackets with 42. And another thing, too, I think it's a big mistake for uh, for Columbus to not be sellers. Uh, and more in particular, uh, Boone uh, yeah. Jenner, who a lot of people are suspecting would be sold, it sounds like Columbus is planning on holding on to him, which I think may be a mistake on their part. I think it would be. <laughs> uh, Over in the Western Conference, you have the Dallas Stars in the Central Division leading the way with 75 points with a 34-14-7 record. Uh, Five points ahead of the Colorado Avalanche, who have 70, followed by the Winnipeg Jets with 69. Uh, That takes up the top three for the Central Division. Uh, Then next, you have the St. Louis Blues with 60 points, the Nashville Predators with 58 uh, the Minnesota Wild with 56, the Arizona Coyotes with 50, and the middling Chicago Blackhawks with 33 points. I think uh, it's safe mm-hmm. to say, Chicago, uh, they got a long rebuild ahead. Well, they so got,
3: much we got, for your station, Connor Bernard. Yeah, I mean, Bednar.
2: they got their support, so, I mean, let's build. You know,
3: there's a better yeah. way
2: to build. You know, as long as you, there's no there's no wrong way to build. If you have the the building block, they got the number one guy. So, right. Build a- <laughs> well,
3: you know, a lot. Of, I mean, you know, he was so hyped up. You know, on being the next big uh, the next and Chicago still is. You know, producing any, you know even remotely close uh, to being a to being a contender, or at least being in the playoffs.
2: But I mean, well, yeah, I Lou, you, and you guys, you guys, you know, definitely more of the hockey edge there. But like, you know, Lemieux or Gretzky, like early on, number one pick, like that. I mean, are you expecting or hoping? Uh, everyone's hoping, but like, are you expecting them right around, like, to turn them into a playoff team? Because I, mean, well, I, I, mean, I mean, it's a team sport. It's a it's team sport. It's
3: so up and everything. So you know, just, I was just thinking how you know, if I just producing the same results, you haven't you haven't done much. And the same thing with. Uh, I think they're were it, by, You know, he was so hyped up and thinking the Spurs were going to be contenders, and so far they've been nothing under- but pretenders.
2: Look, and uh, a horrible too. I, no. No one the contenders of the Spurs. Come on, man. Uh, he's 19 okay. years old from France. From France. I mean, they're right. they're going lottery again. But I mean, I, no, I, I I respect you, Lou, as always. You're a great host. You know, too, with your show. But like, it's always an interesting question. I mean, when you have the number one pick. You expect those guys to instantly turn it around? It's got to be more of a rebuild, like two or three or four years out. Mm. You think that long? Yeah. You
3: I mean, well, you're, you're hoping to
2: improve,
3: not take a step backwards.
2: No, but I think I, like the Spurs are going to like they're going to have a couple other lottery picks and rebuild like Duncan and Robinson. Yeah, uh, you know, hockey. I think it. You know, with a guy like that, I mean, you can't draft him at eighteen well, years old. That's them to make
3: the playoffs. 18-year-old. 18 year we can't expect the rebirth of, say, like uh, like when David Robinson was with the Spurs. So I guess we
0: can't, we can't look at it that way. <laughs> so, there
2: you
0: go. I agree. Nice wipeout there, McClung. Nice wipeout. Deadly to the NBA, trying, to stack, trying to stack. Trying to stack two two people on top of each other with one of them holding the ball. And he basically just bricked the first attempt. He got the second attempt, but I think that's going to cost him. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, what what you were saying though about Conor Bedard? Uh, I'll put it this way: he's doing a lot better than Alexis Lafreniere did his first year. Oh yeah. With uh, with New York, when you know everybody Lafreniere. was expecting Lafreniere to be a megastar and so far yeah. he's turned out to be anything but that. A but with uh, a but. with the New York Rangers. Yeah. I can just so, I mean th- we also have to keep in mind too that Bedard has been injured part of the year as well. Yeah, that's true too. So.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean you know
3: I, you hide these players up so much and then you know somebody has like an injury or they're just not performing, you know, it's, it's really disheartening to, you know, to see a player, you know, go down so quickly.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, you, you also have to keep in mind that you have to look at, you have to look at his surrounding cast and who he's surrounded with there
2: in Chicago.
0: I mean, Taylor, you know, Taylor Hall, uh, who was supposed to be their big acquisition this off season? Yeah. You know, Taylor that Hall was. has been injured. Ta- Taylor Hall was injured throughout most of the start of the season. And apart, apart, apart from that, I mean, you don't really have – you have like a bunch of utility players, I would almost call them. You know, Anthony Beauvillier, sure, really? who's been like more of a third-line, third-line, fourth-line winger – uh previously with the uh with the Islanders. Uh Andreas yeah. Athanasiu kind of the same thing. You know, he's only he's been, been too. You know, and Athena has only played like eleven games this year. Yeah. So
3: he's a very I mean too. they
0: have Yeah, they they have they have a week uh you know, a week surrounding cast uh for Bedard. Yeah. Is he really – so. he's wearing the Michael Jackson glove. Jalen Brown just put on the
2: Michael Jackson <laughs> glove. Nice. Yeah. Are we going to well, see, I'm like, bad. a moonwalk
0: walk in midair or something? I'm not allowed to watch you. I, mean,
2: I can't watch it right now. Yeah. I'm walking the streets like, uh, like Bruce in the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm walking, no, I'm walking around on the street. It's okay. I got my ear pierced in. I'm all good. Yeah, well, cover me, okay? Ah! <laughs> well,
0: that was a pretty good Come jump, there. but I don't think I don't think that's a I don't think that's a fifty. Um, uh, McClung leads yeah. Brown by point two. So I don't know though. If Brown gets a fifty on this, I think McClung would have to be basically almost flat out perfect in order to beat him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, going back yeah, to the I Blackhawks, think. you you take a look at his support system there. I mean, you got guys like Ryan Donato, Jason Dickinson, Colin Blackwell. Oh, forty nine, forty not bad, forty nine point two.
3: Yeah,
0: for Jalen Brown, uh, you know, you got you got basically a whole bunch of depth players. If anything, for for Chicago, you can't really. You can't expect uh, a talent like I, I mean, hell, I don't th- I don't even think Connor McDavid would excel with this type of talent around him. Yeah. Probably
2: not. If you're coming to the league 19 years old, is anyone realistically expecting them to be like a, a seventh seed or a, you know win 40 games? No, dude, he's he's one of the youngest guys in the league. Let's give him a, a year ago.
0: Yeah. I mean obviously, you know, I think what will be interesting is these first these first two seasons uh specifically in the off season, what does what does Chicago do? What does Chicago do to try and put together you know, an actual competitive team around him.
2: Yeah, it's going to be crucial. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, he, you've even seen – okay, so Mac, Mac McClung needs a 49.1 in order to beat Jalen Brown. Um, Steve, Steve so basically
2: I was say, what we – Steve, real, give me five seconds. I was going to say, compared yeah. to basketball, five-man game. Football, like Mahomes can, or Brady can turn it around. Dude, hockey, you have three or four lines. That's like 15, 18, 20, 22 people. It takes a lot more than right. one year. For an eighteen-year-old, yeah. there's no Kobe Bryant coming in, uh, getting that right. team into the playoffs right. the first year. There is no Kobe Bryant. There's no LeBron James. It it takes a little bit. It takes two or three years. Let the kid cook.
0: Well, I don't know though. I mean, there was you know Connor McDavid. If you if you bring in a guy like Connor McDavid who immediately puts up a hundred point season.
1: Yeah.
2: You
0: know it really all depends. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know if they're contenders this first year, but yeah, I mean Yeah, that's true. I just don't I don't think you you can vault a um a basement team into the playoffs with one eighteen year old, nineteen year old. In the in the NHL, but in the NBA you can.
0: Oh my god, McClung Leard
3: Shaq
0: yeah yep there we go Mac McClung just one, just one with uh the first the first perfect score of the night go figure so congratulations NBA you figure. have once again you have once again a G leaguer beating out one of your best stars for the for the How slam dunk title congratulations NBA
2: Adam Silver is smiling as long as he makes money. He is smiling. <laughs> silver smiles. smile.
0: And yet this guy, and yet this guy can't, this guy can't even make an NBA roster, but he can win a dunk competition. Why not? Can he make probably, for, probably because he sucks.
3: With performance like that, I don't know. I think he might I think somebody should get him.
2: I yeah, mean, I, I think the Knicks them sign him as a third string point card, but they won't.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just I'm just typing a, I'm just typing something out in Sports Whispers right now. Uh, that uh, right. is literally embarrassing. When you have a player from the G League beat out some of your top stars for the second straight year, I mean that's
3: embarrassing. That's got to say something too.
1: Yeah.
0: And now, let's see, uh, where was I with the NHL? Uh, the Pacific Division, you have the Vancouver Canucks on top, uh, 37-12-6 with 80 points. The Vegas Golden Knights are in second with 68 points. The Edmonton Oilers in third with 65. Uh, with their win over the Boston Bruins today, the LA Kings move up to 62 points. The Seattle Kraken with 56 the Calgary Flames with 55, the Anaheim Ducks with 40 and the San Jose Sharks. Uh they are in a race right now for the number 1 overall pick between them and the Blackhawks uh with 35 points. The Blackhawks have 33 points. So There we go. Needless to say <sighs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though. If yeah. if Chicago can get back to back number 1 overall picks, we saw what it did for Edmonton eventually. When Edmonton got when sure. Edmonton had that sure. string of of uh of off seasons where they got the number 1 overall pick uh multiple times in a row and You know, some people that led some people to believe that the that the draft lottery was rigged. Um, Yeah. You know, kind of like kind of like what the NBA did with Cleveland uh, a couple of years. You know, depending on, and if I if I recall correctly, uh, Celebrini uh Macklin, Macklin Celebrini is supposed to be so, supposed to be a pretty a pretty big talent coming out of Boston University this year. Yeah. Um you know, he's he's right now listed as the number 1 overall pick. Yeah. And I mean playing for the USHL last year, uh he had 46 goals and 40 assists. So I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do this year for, uh, or what he has done so far this year for Boston University. But, uh, be yeah. It's. Uh, I think it's definitely. If you pair him up with with Connor McDavid, well, actually, let me see. What is what is Celebrini? Is he primarily a center, or does he play? Because he's a forward, so I guess he can play. He can play either, either wing or or, or even center. So, I mean, if you pair him up with Connor or with uh, with, yeah. uh, Connor Bedard, you know, it's possible that they could have two two key building blocks. Okay, so so far through 28 games with Boston University, he has 23 goals and 20 assists for 43 points. And right now he's playing in the Beanpot, uh the the Beanpot tournament coming up. So, uh Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, those are those are numbers I would expect coming out of uh you know, coming from coming from a, a star prospect. And plus, not to mention in the World Juniors, he uh, he had uh, four goals and four assists in five games. So, um, yeah, I would say that you know if if they potentially win the draft lottery once again, the Blackhawks and they get Celebrini to pair up with Connor McDavid or with uh, with Connor uh, Bedard, those are two key building blocks.
1: That they'll have yeah.
0: moving forward. All right. Uh, now, moving on to Major League Baseball. <sighs> Jesus, uh, you know, I have a bone to pick with the Boston with the Boston Red Sox. It's bad enough that their owner doesn't give a shit whatsoever about, about, uh, you know, putting together a contender anymore. Yeah. I will say I do like the deal that they made. I like the deal that they made, uh, sending John Schreiber to the Kansas city Royals for pitching prospect, David Sandlin, uh, who's basically, that's exactly what he is. He's a prospect. He's not somebody that's going to see the majors this year. Uh, And the only reason why I like this is because you weren't going to see John Schreiber put up another season like he did uh, in 2022, fully healthy. So they end up getting – uh, they end up getting Kansas City's fifth best prospect in uh, David Sandlin, who maybe, maybe potentially under uh, under this new pitching regime that they that uh, that Craig Breslow is building here, that maybe perhaps he can develop into. From from what I from what I've read, his his floor is a good reliever, his ceiling is a starter. So I don't know. Problem is, he hasn't really pitched much in pro ball. He's basically been playing in single
2: A uh, or any of the higher A uh, leagues. It's a, the it's a classic upside thing, which, which is what they're doing now more and more. So, it's, you know, it's it's funny. The the Mets are doing the, the same. I, I call it bullshit. I don't know what you smell it as. I smell bullshit. But, the, yeah, they're signing low-impact, low like low-salary guys on really short-term, no-risk deals to try to prove it just to get by which is not – Well, this is, the, is different, though. The antithi- it's the antithesis – sorry, the opposite of <coughs> big market spending. Yeah. Like right. my, like the Mets just signed G-Man Choi. Are you kidding me? It was a cartoon character from the Rays three years ago. The Mets think he's going to – the Mets had back last year. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. No no big market team should ever have that guy in the lineup every day. I'm, right. I'm just probably
0: you know i do kind of feel though that this is different in boston's situation alex because when i mean it, the fans know it's abundantly clear that you're not you're not contending this year uh, and the, they would say that the number one weakness for their prospect pool has been pitching so you bring in somebody, or you, uh, you know you bring in somebody like Craig Breslow to sort of try and rebuild like somebody who has an emphasis on pitching. And while I don't agree with the lack of moves that Boston has made this offseason, I don't mind this type of deal because I look at it like this. They're selling high on John Shriver because there's no way in hell that they were going to get the same amount of production out of Schreiber uh, that they got out of him in 2022. So even though he's under contract until 2027, it's better to get, it's better to sell high on him now as opposed to like dealing him at the deadline, for example.
2: I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Now make. Yep. Yeah. It's just amazing now. So know, two of the two of the two of the biggest markets, at least you know the the Sox have a much better tradition than Mets. I'm not trying to you know, figure-cut stuff about right. Mets, but you know they both are major markets, and it's interesting they're both kind of pinching pennies, and it's like come yeah. on, make, right. it make make it make sense to to the common fan. I mean, and Lou, you're sitting over there. You got you know Lou Gehrig, you know. Joe DiMaggio, Derek Jeter, and they're still spending money. Yeah, now, you know after after Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz, Steve, your team's not spending money now. You know the Mets are like, oh yeah,
0: you? And, and
2: the Mets aren't spending money, and I'm just like, come on, man.
0: Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's 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 very frustrating to see, uh, you know, after all of these seasons. And you have a you have a brain dead owner like John Henry who's basically decided no I'm done with I'm done with getting extra profit from the postseason uh, from appearing in the postseason instead I'm just I'm just happy with uh, you know I, I'm happy with uh, you know just just getting regular revenue so. Uh literally the this is how pathetic it is, is that their their biggest signing was Lucas Giolito.
2: Yeah. Uh, I also love uh, Tyler O'Neal. O'Neill. O'Neal's great. He's gonna hit Yeah, uh, O'Neal O'Neal five. was a pretty good pickup.
0: Yes. Yeah. I agree I agree with that, Alex. Uh you know, O'Neal was a pretty good pickup. Uh, I'm waiting to see though, what he's going to be like, uh, well, or not, not what he's going to be like, but how this, uh, how this outfield situation is going to resolve itself because right now you have a log jam in the outfield. And apparently they're they're talking about bringing back Adam Duvall while also trying to trade Jaron Duran. Oh, are
2: you kidding me? So I like Duval yeah. Duvall, Duvall's thirty six ready. Uh, Duran's jacked, um Supreme Athlete, athletically um range um base running are you me? <laughs> Why would they ever yeah, trade th- well
0: they're
2: they're trying to save they're that Duran Dur- Duran's going to demand a contract in two years. Well,
0: no, their th- their thing with Duran is that they don't think that he will that he will be able to. I, I mean, yeah, you're probably right in that aspect, but also at the same time, they look at Duran and they probably they're probably thinking that he's not going to be able to keep up the level of. Uh, you know, the the level that uh, of uh, of production that he put up this year.
2: Well, it can't hit lefties. It's like they think that That's this season pit. was like a flash in the pan. It yeah. can't hit lefties. That's going to be a problem. Overall, the guy's incredibly right. talented. So, I mean, if I were a, a GM, if I had Duran, I'd be like, wow, this guy's – I'm going to build around this guy. But you also have really other talented uh, – right. Outfielders, you, me, and Lou—you know—spoken about, you know, several weeks. Rappiella, you know, they have they have three or four really good, you know, obviously Yoshida. I, I mean, I would keep Duran. Would you trade Duran? Uh,
0: I would only trade Duran if the price is right. Yeah, and by that I mean if if we get absolutely blown away. By an offer, that's the only way I would trade him away. Yeah, it's interesting. The guy, but really it's going to take a, it's
2: going to take a lot
0: for them to get blown away by an yeah, offer, I mean, though. I
2: think it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. Look at him; he hasn't even started his career in Boston. Yeah, I mean, they're going <laughs> to trade him from scratch. He's just like getting warmed up. Dangerous moves. I mean, right. if if I wouldn't trade him. I would wait 2 or 3 years see if he grows. Yeah.
0: Oh no, I agree, especially especially if you're looking at a team that's not really going to be a contender, you know, uh if if you if you're looking at a team that you're like, "Oh, you know, we're just going to basically uh he we're not we don't see this team going anywhere anytime soon." You know, at that point, I would be like, okay, well, then why are we, you know, why are why are we uh, thinking about even trading somebody like Duran yeah. when we could basically uh, we could basically use these next two years as an opportunity to to sort of you know measure him to see what type of player uh he could potentially become the only thing no. that makes me- th- that makes me wonder is I'm wondering if they're looking at if they're if they're if they're looking at this past season and they're basically saying yeah he we're not gonna be we're not gonna see the same uh you know we're not gonna see the same offensive output out of him
2: uh no. moving
0: yeah. forward
2: yeah I mean, I'm looking through my goggles or, you know, lose or anyone. I mean, okay, so this guy's, you know, 6'3", really built physically. So that that shows massive power upside. He's very fast. Got a gun for an arm. He's a lefty, right? So he's got to overcome the, uh, you know, his lefty-lefty splits are not ideal. But, like, dude, that's a a blue-chip, I would say a blue-chip prospect, right? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Right. How do you try, when you're rebuilding? How would you try to pedal that guy off? Didn't that be guy yeah. That guy should be part of the plan. He could turn him into like a thirty, you would 30 think. guys. I think. I, I mean, yeah. he's very physically gifted. Unless he's doing something where, like, right. I don't know, like in dugout, if he's yelling at people or sleeping with someone's wife. I, I, on the surface, I oh, think okay. that guy's a very. I think that guy on the surface is a very talented guy. I want on my team. If I'm rebuilding, he's the perfect guy to, like, rebuild with. He could be 30, 30, 40, 40. We don't know. Maybe they they know something. I mean, that guy should be one of the building blocks of the Red Sox. He should be one of the pillars.
0: I agree. I agree. He should be somebody that they should really keep – that, you know, that they could really build around. You know, you want to talk about the young core that's coming up uh, you know, him, uh, Rafaela, Abreu, Casas, uh, Grissom, who they just got from the uh from the Braves. You know Love this, him. Is, Love these him. are the type of guys that you would want that you would want to build around. But you know,
2: I just, I just, I just have this weird feeling, though. So, well, you know,
0: that... you know, what it
2: is? I have, I have the same weird feeling, Steve. They can sense who's going to demand big money now. Now you are getting into the, yeah. uh, You're not only not, you're not only shifting from big market from to um, penny pitching. Now you're going to see your yeah. GM and your owner. They're going to let people go because they're going to demand too much money in two or three years. Right. And they're gonna that's that. what sucks oh, about they didn't it fit. yeah, they't did fit well, no keep owners
0: yeah that's what that's what sucks about it too, is that uh yeah. you know all they care about is they they, yeah. they basically care they basically care about selling selling uh fans on the Fenway experience. Yeah, as opposed to yeah, as opposed to actually giving a shit and you know putting together a meaningful a meaningful contender.
3: Well, the reality is they don't.
0: It's unfortunate, but that's that's really what we're looking at right now.
2: If anything, like Frank said, like Frank said, that's life. Yeah, I mean, that's,
1: yeah.
2: they're really, they're, they're, yeah, they are, they're like pulling a, a fast one over you guys. Like, Steve, you guys, you and yeah. Jim, you guys are smart fans. You can see it. Tension and screwing everyone over. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah don't try to play me. I can, already, I can
2: already see it. Don't play me. I can already see it. Yeah, it
0: it, it, it it seriously is. Uh, j- j- when you just look at the fact that literally their number one signing this year was was Lucas Giolito, a number yeah. a guy who would be <laughs> a number five starter on any other
2: team. I'm not laughing. I'm I'm laughing with you. I'm not so laughing though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> G Little. Come on. He didn't job, really Right. But six ERA. He's got a bigger ERA than Molly Cro. More than uh, you know, Tommy Lee. No, I mean, yeah. He's throwing uh balls. They're yeah, they're really trying to pull one over on the fence. They're not legit. They're not acting legit. They should be, but they're not. Right, And they still have a lot of talent, too. But the pitching, I mean, the, the pitching staff and the pen, that's going to be a kick. I mean, they have one player. They have Jordan
0: Montgomery sitting out there for the taking on the free agent market. And I say that because the Rangers have have mentioned that they do not expect any further additions this offseason. So right now wow. what that tells me is they're not, they're not planning on re-signing Montgomery. You have Montgomery sitting there on the market waiting to be grabbed, waiting to be uh, snagged up. Oh, excuse me, snagged up. Yeah. Why are you not jumping on him the first opportunity you get? And the obvious answer is because John Henry doesn't give a shit. That means John Henry would have to spend money.
2: Hey, sorry. Sorry. I'm uh, John Henry's uh, assistant. He's on a yacht right now. Would you like to talk to him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I told him to go fuck himself, but pardon of my French. Yeah. No. He's out. Uh, and actually, yeah,
0: Dave start. Well, I, I was just I was just looking at John Schreiber's contract. You can't even call this a salary dump because Schreiber was only making 1.1 $1. $1 million. So. It's not like this is a salary dump at all by Boston. Uh, to me, this this just uh, to me this just screams that they were selling high on him as opposed to uh, as opposed to his value coming down. If he has like like say he has a uh, a bad season this year, they want to sell high on him and try to rebuild uh, the pitching farm before they uh, while they still have the chance to. However, However, though, it sounds like Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen may still be on the trademark, or may still be on the trade block.
2: Oh, good. They just signed them. <laughs> oh yeah, we want to trade them. Yeah. What are they doing? They're they're literally saying we want to trade Kenley Jansen. Wow. Okay. This is like the antithesis. How do not, well,
1: not
2: How did not win a World Series? Okay. So keep going. Keep going.
1: Yeah
0: yeah it's 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 just ridiculous uh with with what they're i mean right now i see what are they doing uh, obviously they doing? if they want to if they want to if they want to get rid of uh if they want to get rid of salary then obviously they would trade Kenley jansen like right now of course tomorrow yeah I because he takes up about 16 million dollars so but – uh, i kind of look at it like this i think what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to do what heim bloom refused to do which was uh wait until the deadline and cuz it's it's yeah. very likely that they'll be able to get something significant for either jansen or martin at the deadline of course cuz there course. are going to be teams
2: that will be calling you have to get something for, them. yeah, I'm amazed, I'm an and amazed that's company. what I would expect, God. man, no, I mean, Steve, I love you guys. you have to be so you and jim and and company have to be so enraged it's it's total one eighty from when you guys were like in the driver's seat winning those rings. This is ridiculous, yeah, you know, it's like. It's such a disgusting insult to like all the all the Red Sox fans. Wow.
0: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, you're you're definitely right about that. You know, uh, it's very infuriating. <laughs> you know, watching this team operate the way they are, um, just knowing that <laughs> there's so much more that they could do. I mean, like for example. They let go of Xander. they. They refused to pay Xander Bogart, who, by the way, the Padres are moving him to second base now. Second base. In order for In order for Haas Young Kim to take over at shortstop. Uh, yep. You know, because Boston wouldn't pay Bogarts two hundred and eighty million dollars. You know that's one of the that's one of the players that they let go. Um. One of the one of the parts of at, at the time was their young core, and yeah. you know he was basically going to be the veteran for this new round of of uh, of Red Sox uh, of Red Sox young talent.
2: Hey Steve, Steve, as far as young leadership, uh, Devers was Devers was Bogarts more of a leader. Like one-on-one, Devers uh, or, uh, uh, Devers or um, Bogarts? Which one would you, would you would rather be like? I definitely say at, Bogarts. Really? Yeah. I, I never asked you that. So, like, more like got along well with the team? You know what I mean? Like, he's got to be yeah. a leader. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would definitely say Bogarts. Uh, now, obviously, once – you know, once once Bogarts left, obviously Devers became the leader of the team by necessity. De facto. De facto. Yeah, he became the de facto leader, so to speak. Uh, you know, once uh, once Bogarts uh, didn't resign, but is otherwise,
2: def- Devers does Devers have leadership qualities, or is he just like a put his head down and hit three hundred?
0: Uh, I mean, you could kind of say that, I guess. Why? You know, he's one of those. He's one of those type of guys, I guess you could say. Um, but. Any litter, you know, I would definitely, I would definitely still. Look at. Uh, I mean Devers was going to Devers was going to was going to reach that point at some point, you know, where ultimately he would probably take over as a uh, in a leadership
2: role of of some kind. Yeah, and he should de- deservedly deservedly. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it, it was only it was only a matter of time before that would happen. Now, obviously, you know nobody expected that he would have to do it right away because Boston management would basically decide, well, screw it, we don't need uh you know, we don't need to contend anymore. Yeah. You know, nobody was expecting that right off the bat. So, I mean, it's 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 just unfortunate. With, uh, with how this team was basically set for the future, this team was set. All they had to do was you know just get just pay your players. That's all you had to do. And Boston would be Boston would be seen as, as playoff contenders for the last couple of seasons and then the future. And John Henry would be getting that extra profit from being in the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean it's just it's just mind numbing, honestly. Yes. It really is. Oh, okay. Uh by the way, oh. uh Rob Manfred. It looks like Rob Manfred will not seek another term as MLB Commissioner. So, uh, once, so once January of 2029 hits, uh, apparently that will be when they will seek uh, the next commissioner.
3: Yeah. You sure heard, what, my, you sure heard the, my reaction I told him was, on this show. I think you left, but, uh, you know, I was actually praising his uh,
0: stepping down. well i think I think that it would be that that it would be the best thing possible for baseball because ever since Bud Steele retired, Manfred has been fucking horrible
2: yes it's been terrible
0: i mean he's yeah i mean he he's he's received the approval of club owners throughout his time uh as commissioner but i mean during his tenure. Uh, Yeah, he's made rule changes uh, aimed with or aimed at speeding up the pace of the game, uh, tampering with the composition of baseballs, uh, expanding the postseason. He had to deal with the Astros' sign-stealing scandal, the pandemic, the lockout in 2021, 2022. That's ruined it. And now the Athletics' uh, problem with Vegas. Yeah, or
1: they'll
0: just stay in open. But that means no one will go to the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, also another thing, too, that fans got pissed off at the fact that no players received any punishment for the sign-stealing scandal uh, from Manfred. And also that Manfred referred to the World Series trophy as a piece of metal. That basically, to I mean, it's it, he hasn't been put it this way. He, he 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 can't hold a candle to Bud Selig, basically. Yeah. You know, to this is a, a guy that. Yeah, he called it a piece of metal. He called the World Series trophy a piece of metal. Okay, now he's taking it way too far. And I mean, th- you know, this is a guy that y- he could probably say that he's been a lifelong baseball fan, and you probably wouldn't believe it. I don't believe it. by You're the right. way that he acts. But uh, I mean, you know, just regardless, he's just he, he's he's just uh, dealt with dealt with so much shit during his. Uh, during his time as commissioner since uh, taking over in 2014. Uh, but it's needless to say, you know, out of all the commissioners, you know, he's so bad that, uh, you know, you know how people used to hate uh, Roger Goodell? People hate Rob okay. Manfred right now more than they hate Roger Goodell.
2: Wow. Interesting.
0: I mean, I think that, I think that says something. The fact that yeah. uh for, for a different mother. Yeah. And by the way, uh Manfred uh he beat out Red Sox chairman Tom Werner. Tom Werner was the other uh was the other candidate to become the new commissioner at the time.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, okay. But uh it was basically uh, Twenty, uh, like uh, essentially, to vote on a new commissioner, it would require 23 out of 30 owners to vote for for a certain person. Uh, and the initial vote was a 22 to 8 split, missing it by one vote essentially by for for Manfred. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, this is you know it, it, i i guess we could we could almost say good riddance when it comes to him bye of bye. course
2: yeah don't let the uh joe end in the way to the axe come on oh, well. good riddance. yeah get him out get him out
0: uh let's see one of the other uh, pieces of information to come out this week the uh San Francisco Giants they have come to terms on a 3 year 42 million dollar deal with Red Sox target Jorge Soler, yeah, that's another uh, another guy you can add to the list of the interest kings uh, in Boston. There, uh, basically, uh, it sounds like he will serve primarily as the DH, and it looks like this will mean that Wilmer Flores will be uh, will be moving around that outfield quite a lot. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Although that- it sounds like.
2: Steve, I was, yeah, I that's right. Say he was a former Met, right? Yeah, of course. And then, uh, yeah. you know, Solaire and then you have uh, Crawford. I, the, the Giants haven't had a good lineup in, you know, five or ten years. So, I mean, but, I mean, Solaire I think might add some thump, but they have some son that uh, Japanese uh, center fielder, which could be good, but I don't know. They're chasing, like, they're chasing a shadow. They're chasing mm-hmm. San Diego. And uh, L.A., both have much better lineups. Tough, tough spot in the NL uh,
0: Also, uh, speaking of the uh, National League, uh, in Colorado, they will be without uh, one of their relievers, uh, Daniel Bard, uh, who is expected to open the season on the injured list with a torn meniscus in his left knee. Yeah, it says here. Uh, so I mean, it's and it, it kind of sucks for him with him being 38 years old. You know, his body's starting yeah. to break down. Uh, it seemed unlikely to begin with that he would even really be in the. Uh, that he would that he would really even be in the running for the uh, for the closing position out in uh, out in Colorado, but. Uh, still a pretty significant blow to them for their uh, for their bullpen. Um, the Padres they have also welcomed back uh, Jerickson Profar with a, a one year one million dollar deal with an extra uh, uh, an extra one and a half million dollars in incentives based on plate appearances after finishing uh, last season between the Rockies and the Padres uh hitting 242 with 9 homers and 46 RBI. Uh basically he will operate as a super utility player off the bench, though it sounds like uh he could become a potential starting outfielder as San Diego looks to uh looks to revamp that uh uh their entire team quite frankly. Uh let's see. Also the uh Pittsburgh Pirates have agreed to a uh contract with Yasmani Grandel. Uh I did not get the actual terms of the deal, so uh but it it says here it's a major league deal worth two and a half million, so I assume it's probably for one year. Uh he hit eight homers, uh, with a two thirty four batting average for the White Sox last year. Uh Although he was one of the game's best catchers from twenty fifteen to twenty twenty one, he was considered to be one of the worst catchers in twenty twenty two. Weren't we all? I
2: was about to say, yeah. that's one of the the, the the Pirates are one of my sleeper teams. Dude, you guys remember their their best shortstop, six seven uh O'Neal Cruz. This guy's gonna be like the next Ella, Dela, whatever the the Cincinnati guy. He's coming back next year. I love – no, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I like the Pirates to kind of be a wild card team, maybe. It's also McCutcheon's last year. You're like, whatever. That's they, true. They also have the, they also have the, the number one pick, Paul Skeens. They're they're promoting their number one pick last year to be big leagues right now from LSU. Six, 6 8 Like, I'm kind of thinking Pirates might make a move. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, that
0: wouldn't be surprising if they if they were to uh if they were to try to make a move of some sort um i wouldn't be i honestly i wouldn't be surprised uh considering the fact that you know they have made strides over the last couple of seasons uh however though i mean it's gonna it's probably if if they were gonna make a move though I would Pubs, think that cart. they probably would have wanted to do it. They would have wanted to do it. I feel, before the uh, you know before the
2: start of spring training. Yeah, I just think they're they're kind so, of poised. I think they might be a good team for the wild card this year.
0: Yeah, they could. Uh, depending on specifically depending on how they start the year. I don't know. I kind of got a uh I I I kind of got a uh you know, a weird feeling specifically about about this uh about this season. I think it's possible we could see a little bit of weird a little bit of weirdness happen uh throughout the throughout the league. Do, don't be surprised if we see a couple of uh you know a, a couple of ran, you know how sometimes some seasons we see the league get flipped yeah. off, get, get completely so flipped on its
2: uh on its side it's 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 derrière coming around before you you were trumping the horn about yeah. oh it's Dodgers Dodgers I said don't be surprised someone else is going to knock him off
0: yeah oh no I don't still think this. it'll be the Dodgers
2: I don't still think it will be anyway. the Dodgers but I think
0: we'll see I think we'll start to see though some teams sort of
2: sort of sneak their way in though. Represent Yes. Right. And and you guys see that. It's a it's a it's a condensed series. In uh, you know, two of three or three of five. Dude, if there's a couple pitchers that go on fire, the pirates can sweep the Dodgers. Will that happen? No. Did it happen? Maybe. I mean anything's possible. It's different than right. MLB. Or, I'm sorry, it's different than, uh, you know, MBS. If you have a series, if you have a couple aces, anything can happen. Don't give the Dodgers right. don't ring yet. They haven't earned it yet. There's no rings there.
0: Uh, the Miami Marlins, they have acquired infielder slash outfielder Nick Gordon from the Minnesota Twins in exchange for left-handed pitcher Stephen Okert. Uh, After spending three seasons with the Twins, Gordon goes to Miami, where his brother, D. Strange Gordon, made a name for himself uh, in the mid-2010s. Gordon, last year, appeared in 34 games for the Twins after a breakout 2022 season, and he should be in the mix for regular season at-bats with uh, the Marlins this year uh Okert, meanwhile spent the last three years in miami posting a three point five one e r a during his tenure uh in the in that bullpen so now he will look to carve out a role as a middle reliever for the uh a l central champion minnesota twins, which ultimately i guess i guess is a pretty good uh a pretty good trade on both sides miami though it just yeah. <laughs> It kind of seems like they've taken a couple of steps backwards when it comes to, uh, when it comes to players
2: after, after nearly making the playoffs last year. Yeah, and, you know, Steve, it was, it was confusing last week. I, I didn't mean to say it like it. we were confused about, you know. But I really think, um, you know, the identity, at least with Pat Riley, right, with his early team, it was defense. So I think we're, right now it, it's kind of confused. Um, yeah, Terry Rozier, I, he, whatever, he's a volume guard, right? He'll score 41, but they'll shoot six of 18. He's not going to play great defense, so I don't think it's mixed with that. So, I, I, I don't think Miami's a, a playoff team right now, a, a contender. No, no, not at all. Yeah, no, I, 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 would,
0: I would agree with that, but uh... – you know, not just not just uh, there, but also when it comes to uh, you know when it, when it comes to um, the Marlins as well. I don't
2: I don't think I would see them as a playoff contender either. No, not. a lot of that is you know marketability. I mean, you're out there in Miami on the beach. There's a lot of people having fun. Yeah, they'll throw money and go to a game. There's not hardcore fans out there. There's too much shit to do. right? It. Plus, there's a lot of yeah. people that are, you know, whatever you call it. You know, they'll go there, and then in the winter, they're back. You know, people from Boston, New York, Jersey, everywhere. You know, it's not the same out there. The the fandom is just not there. The, I mean, the Raiders right. can, can, can't even build their own stadium. <laughs> so, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's definitely... Uh... You know, it's 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 like I've said before that it's so weird how how you go you know you go uh, Florida you know uh, and for some reason hockey is much more uh, is much more popular down there than like football or than football or baseball or even basketball. It's just so yeah,
2: it's weird. Like, it's interesting. Yes, They're really you know, different.
0: For, I mean, I, 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 I uh, jokingly call it retirement village, but it's like, it's like you, 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 you expect them to be more fans of baseball, especially when you consider that uh, Florida is
2: is a major part of, of spring training as well. Oh, it's a staple. It's it's the blueprint. It's the, like, backbone of MLB baseball. Well, it's Like, yeah, like, you know, when someone gets drafted, the, the kid's like, oh, it's the dad. Oh, yeah, I'm going in Clearwater or St. Petersburg. You know, Florida's the hub for uh, Major League Baseball.
0: Yeah, and yet... You have a team like the Tampa bay Rays or even and I'll even put the Miami marlins in this uh category a little bit as well uh that literally struggle to even fill a uh you know to, to even fill uh a stadium i mean it's it's just it's really amazing just to see uh, how a state that's supposed to be very heavily baseball related, and instead they, you know, they can barely attract anybody for baseball games. Yeah. It's
2: unbelievable. And and regardless of the passion of the people,
0: it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is.
2: It's really quite a conjury. Like it's 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 ironic. It really is.
0: Yeah. Oh by the way, before I uh well we got about like sixteen minutes left. Uh I don't know why I didn't bring this up earlier, but uh Kansas City the the parade with what happened at the parade yeah. where there was oh, a God. shooting there was a shooting at the Kansas City uh the, the, the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs that saw what what was it, Lou? Was it two people that got killed?
3: Three, but one was not involved uh, directly in it. So you guess I guess you can say
0: two. So two people dead and twenty-two oh, others yeah, yeah. injured. Yes. And actually, was... there's there's been footage that has that has gone viral of uh fans tackling one of the shooters three people were arrested in in connection with this
2: yeah and uh, 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 ex-up ex-up ex-u.s army guy uh tackled him with his wife yep tackled the kid
0: yeah yeah and you could you know it's just it's sad enough that you know, people can't even en- can't even enjoy a team's uh, celebration anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean,
2: like I mean, Steve, Steve, there's no other country you can carry around M16s and A35, whatever the fuck. I mean, come on, are you kidding me? It's right. disgusting. I'm not going to say anything more. I mean, uh, that is the most one of the the US right now is we're the only country who allows that. So. I've said my part.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I agree with you,
2: Alex. The fact that, uh,
0: the fact that we allow, and and not not just Military that we allow America. it, the fact that there's actually people that there's actually people that are fighting
2: to keep that right. What the fuck? Pardon my French. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what is that? Yeah. To protect your what? Yeah. It's, no, it's just it's terrible. Incredible. It really it really upsets me. But whatever. <laughs> what and
0: as a goodwill ju- as you. a goodwill gesture from uh from Taylor Swift, uh so basically there was 000. a there was a GoFundMe yeah. that was set up for one of the uh for one of the victims uh for seventy five thousand dollars and Taylor Swift donated I think it was a hundred thousand dollars to uh yeah. to one of the victims. Of the uh, tragedy, which at the time, this was the victim that was actually sure made known to the public, Uh yeah. who was, I believe she was a, a radio DJ, I think, in Kansas City. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, it, it's just. This is just tragic all around, but you know, I honestly I couldn't even believe it when I saw it get reported. Like I was in the middle of a, uh, of uh, you know, of the afternoon at work, and I could not believe the the report, the reporting uh, uh, as I saw the message come across my phone. Yes, that uh, there had actually been shots fired, and. The thing that gets me too is they're trying to pass it off as a uh, you know they're trying to pass it off as gang related basically that it was a uh, that it was a dispute between two parties.
2: Uh, you know what that means? In right. regard, you know. Yes, yeah, I yeah. can fill in the blank. You know what that means? Uh, minorities uh, shooting. You know what that means? Yeah. I just, I just answered that, right? basically. That's what yeah. they're trying to say. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it was from. And and, and furthermore, it's the sad thing is Steve and Lou and everyone like, oh, oh it's trans. It's uh, gay or, or it's black or white. It doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Everything that happens right now in our country is so polarized. So they want to define it as one thing, and everyone hates it. It's like, dude, look at the situation. It sucks. I think it was a couple of guys that were talking to someone else, and they turned around and started spraying bullets. I hate, yeah. I hate that. I hate that. But let's look at it for what it was. Jesus. It's so – everything's so polarizing now. It's like, God.
0: No, yeah, it's like somebody may have it's like somebody may have breathed on uh, may have breathed on the other person the wrong way, and then all of a sudden,
2: you it, know, they decide
0: it's, it's to they decide to start it's throwing.
2: Yeah, it's maga or spiner. Right. Like, it's not it's nothing. Just deal with it. I'm just so sick of the whole political thing. Right. Yeah.
0: But territory. it's still it's still sad. It's still sad, regardless, though. It's sad course, regardless 100%. that it even. Yeah, that it even had to happen. Uh, You know, such a such a senseless act of violence uh, in this situation. Um, You know, especially when when a parade is supposed to be a time for fans to celebrate along with the
2: players. Yeah, Yeah, and kids too. That's the big thing. Exactly. Obviously, that's like the. You know, I don't know about you kids, but, like, growing up, when I was a kid, like, all right, like I met Randall Cunningham randomly when I was, like nine years old. That wow. life. I mean, these kids, like, yeah, it's it's for the kids. It's not for the, you know, it's not for the 59-year-olds, you know, drinking Jack Daniels. Right. <laughs> walking right. on the curb. But, like, it was, no, he, no. Still has fun the, he still has fun at the parade. You know what I'm saying? It's more for the kids. Yeah. And, like, it, this destroys. Right. that. To eradicate that and realize you know it's fine for the kids to go to parades it's it's incredibly bad. This is the first pro championship shooting ever that's it
0: yeah that's it. yeah that's uh, that's basically gonna be etched in uh, in sports history so, basically
2: that's never happened, no. I so mean that, you that's you uh, you also have a lot of MAGA and you have a lot of uh you know, Taylor Swift. I'm just saying. People yes. are gonna start seeing that. Do I agree with that? No. But that's you know right. I just, there's always a the, there's always bullshit commentary everywhere. Yeah. Right. You know, I just I just
0: I fear that this isn't the this isn't the last time that it's gonna happen. No, it's not. Right, we can't prevent I it. I just
2: right, yeah. You can't, you can't prevent it. That's the problem. <laughs> you could be the best, you know, defense in the world. You can't prevent anything, oh. whether that's CIA, you know, FBI, whatever. They, I mean, this wasn't terrorist either. It was literally, you know, a random guy spraying bullets, which is deplorable. Yeah, so I don't know how you prevent that in the future. I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Not as long. Not as Indeed. long
0: as people are able to openly uh, to openly carry weapons.
2: No. Well, that's well, a- it's America. Yeah, stop doing. Well, welcome to America. Yeah, you can carry weapons everywhere. Right. And then we wonder why right. things happen. Oh, what? Why did why? that happen? Well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, people.
1: Crap.
3: You no. Know, uh,
2: guns right. it hey, oh, only in America. I always said that. Yeah. I don't know stuff. I don't know Jack about much. All I know is it, it only happens in America. So why is that?
3: I don't
0: know. I don't know. It just you know people are so people are uh, have become so numb to it. You know. Over uh over
2: the last however many years. Yeah. It upsets me, but, yeah. I mean, we got to keep going, but, I mean, the gum thing is just crazy, but I don't want to ever... I right, I agree. Yes. I'm sorry to keep saying that. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just... I kinda I kinda felt like I should I should bring it up because it was newsworthy but
1: at the same yeah, time of course, though, yeah.
0: Steve
2: you know of course. Steve Steve talk about it. You know, me and Lou will talk about it. But you know, I just didn't want to like go out of bounds and keep talking about it. But yeah, I think it's
1: disgusting. Correct.
2: We're the only country ever who's ever had this problem, you know. It's just deplorable. But, you know. It keeps going. Right. What yeah. what's next you know in five years? We're gonna have uh, you know 80 people shooting at a Super Bowl? Like, we're the only country who deals with this. Cut it out. Cut it out.
0: Yeah, you know, I really hope it doesn't come to that. But, uh, you know, considering how strict uh, they are now with security and everything uh, going into arenas or stadiums, um, but, you know, there is always that possibility that something could potentially sneak through. Um, yeah, I mean hell, hell. That's that's how we still have we still have. Uh, granted, it's completely different, but we still have streakers. You know, we had a streaker during the Super Bowl.
3: Oh yeah,
2: yuck. But uh, I mean, he didn't get far. But still, um,
0: you know, it just it it it, it just shows that. You know, we can still we can still see God knows what, uh, you know, at at, at at anywhere, not just sporting events. But I'm just I really hope that you know, moving forward, you know, they can find a way to prevent stuff like you know what, what, what's probably going to happen if. Uh, if this wasn't the last, uh, the last parade for a sporting event that we will ever see, uh, yeah. which, by the way, that was ta- that was talked about uh, on sports yeah. radio, whether or not that may actually happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think uh, moving forward, we may end up seeing, uh, you know greatly increased security at not just not just uh, events like this, but also other sporting events, too.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, they jacked it up uh, after 9-11. I agree with you, Steve, 100%. But, like, they've jacked it up through the roof. I mean, you have snipers on the roof at the Sphere during the Super Bowl. We There are they're, they're people who know, like, what you're doing when you're eating popcorn walking on the line. right there's recognition there's fbi i mean there's a lot of stuff um yes there there's what i'm saying is that there's no more security i don't i don't think in the next 10 years you can put on someone there's a lot of face, face recognition like i said you can walk into a casino right you can walk into a super bowl at, at uh at, at vegas if you did something if you try to steal a chip or got too drunk 20 years ago they recognize your face. You're not allowed to do the Super Bowl. It's very right. locked in. So, Oh, yeah. You know, no, I mean, I want more super uh, security more than anyone. I'm the same. There's already a really good job of doing that. I think yes. security is not really the problem. I mean, can we get more? Yeah, I guess so. But it's more the people. You know, our our country, there's a lot of turmoil. I don't know would you guys agree like right security's yes. pretty good can be
3: better though
0: yeah
2: no no they've yeah. definitely
0: they've definitely heightened up enough security uh to begin with ever since
2: 9/11 uh ever
0: since nine eleven happened uh you know the big the big thing is you know you just you just have to you have to take a look at a whole bunch of other stuff that we're probably going to see uh, potentially happen moving forward here. It's it's almost like what what else more could they possibly do to prevent yeah. something like this from happening? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I mean, God forbid, God forbid something actually happens live during a game. You know, like li- on live TV. Yeah, and whatnot. That'd be awful. <laughs> be awful. Oh God. Always oh, the potential. Yeah. It's like I c I can't even I can't even comprehend, you know, what what we could possibly end up seeing uh with some of the idiots that you know, that, that roam this country right now. Yeah. And I it's fear awesome. that we may not be that far off from from seeing it That's potentially
2: happen yeah i mean right now i hope i'm the wrong country, the most dangerous people right now are roaming very freely in the country right so
0: I- lucky land casino asking
2: people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess i in my dentist's office